Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports today. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragney and Totally Driven Entertainment Network, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. Today's show, we have a big show planned. Today was at my baseball preview show. We'll be going through all of Major League Baseball. Obviously, the Mets and the Yankees will be talking about you know, previewing the season, but we're going to be going all around the majors, picking over and unders for the win totals, picking, I'm going to be picking all the standings, the wild card teams, my World Series winner. I'm also going to pick my uh, preseason MVP, Cy Young, the Rookie of the Year candidate. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that, talking a lot of baseball today. So definitely want to hear some calls today. The Met Roundtable crew should be on as well, talking baseball today. So it'll be fun. And I'm sure we're going to have some other, a lot of calls talking baseball today. So it'll be a, a lot of fun today with the baseball, as well as, you know, just going through, looking at the Mets and the Yankees now, how, how they stand going into the season. We're going to take a look at the depth charts and, uh, you know, get a good get a good look and see a feel for what we can expect this year from uh, from both teams. Obviously, big expectations with the Mets and the Yankees, as always, but more for the Mets as the Mets are really looking to take, you know, win it all this year. They're definitely talking it up. They're definitely feeling good. They got the pitching. They got the talent. It's just a question of staying healthy and going to do it. The Yankees, they're kind of in a rebuild, but the Yankees are never in a full rebuild. I think the Yankees still need, you know, one or two good pitches, in my opinion, but they're definitely going in the right direction with the young players that they got. So an exciting time for both New York teams, and uh, it's definitely exciting as we're a week away from the start of the season, eight days next Sunday. The Yankees open up with Tampa, and it's three games next Sunday, and then next Monday the Mets open up against Atlanta at City Field. And that's when all the, the full slates start up. We're also going to be talking some fantasy baseball today, giving some rankings. I actually had my fantasy draft yesterday. It was a lot of fun, as always. Great guys. I want to give a shout-out to the, the crew, the Lamar Hoyt League. And uh, we had a great time yesterday, as always, with good food, good company, and uh, a lot of laughs some drinks, and uh, a lot of fun, as always. And a uh, great time. Got some nice drafting. Now everybody's ready for the season. And uh, so I'm going to be doing some fantasy, of course, as well. So we're going we're gonna to be knocking out a lot of stats today for sure with baseball. So that'll be coming. We're also going to be going into March Madness. as uh, a lot going on, obviously. We're trying to almost hit the Final Four as Gonzaga and Oregon punched their tickets yesterday. Oregon with a big upset over Kansas. The first Final Four since 1939 for Oregon. 
77 years is pretty crazy. And Gonzaga reached the first Final Four as well in, uh, with a big win. So two of the teams are in today. we got two great matchups for today. So we're going to be going through, you know, we'll go through the last couple of days of college, you know, the last four days since Thursday. We'll go over all the games, and then we'll go over, uh, you know, we'll make some predictions for the Final Four. And then today's games, obviously, South Carolina, seven seed at number four, Florida. So one of them are going to be in the Final Four. That's a surprise. And then, obviously, a big matchup at 505 today, Kentucky at North, you know, at North Carolina, which will be a classic, I'm sure, an old school classic. And uh, like I was saying yesterday, yesterday Oregon 74-60 to 60 over Kansas with a big win. And then uh, Gonzaga drubbed Xavier 83-49. to 49. And, you know, Kentucky got to today's game but beating UCLA 86-75 the other day. North Carolina won 92-80 over Butler. So that sets up that matchup. South Carolina shocked Baylor, drubbing them 70-50. to 50. So that sets them up with against Florida. With, with anybody who's seen that Florida Wisconsin game the other night, that was a complete classic of a game. As Wisconsin was down eight with like two minutes left, they rallied to tie it, and then at the buzzer they hit a three to put it in overtime. Then they were about to win, and Florida hits a, a running three at the buzzer to win the game. It was just an unbelievable game to watch. So great, great job there by uh, Florida to win that game. So. We'll be going over that, and you're also going to update the Mojo Sports Bracket Challenge. And, you know, we're also going to be talking NFL, NBA, NHL top news, going through playoff races. We've got a lot to cover today, and, uh, you know, so it'll be uh, definitely definitely a lot going on in the world of sports to talk about. So, you know, I do want to start off before I get into my opening rant that I wanted to start off on, and I'm going to get into baseball. I'll do a little college. Then I'm going to do, get into my baseball preview, and then we'll do more college later. You know, as the show goes on, but we're open for everything. We'll be, you know, going in and out of a lot of stuff today, so it'll be uh, it's really interesting there. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to my little uh, my Hagrid uh, basketball team and baseball team, obviously. So the basketball team, we finished a great season yesterday. Got trophies. Finished the last game, ended in a tie, actually seven up, <laughs> and uh, it was actually a really good game. Good defensive game, especially in the first half. Second half, we had our chances at the end. Both teams had chances, but it was a great game, very well played, and uh, the kids got the trophy, so it was a great end to the season. And then, uh, obviously, we've been going through since January, working out with the travel baseball team we got. And uh, so HYAL has with Hawks next week, open up the season April 2nd. So looking forward to that. I want to give a shout-out and good luck to my team as uh, my little man. So looking forward to, uh, you know, Another great season. So I want to give a shout-out to my team in basketball, my coach, assistant coach Keith, doing a great job this year in basketball. And give a shout-out to my baseball team. And uh, I'm assistant coach to my coach Jerry and uh, Jerry Recco and uh, me and uh, Victor, the assistant coaches. So it's going to be a fun season. And uh, so looking forward to opening day next week. I just want to give them a little shout-out. I'm having a little shout-out next week. It will be a day before I'll open the day next week. So the kids have been working hard since January. So I want to give them a little shout-out. They deserve it. And uh team coming together nice as we approach the season. So definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot going on in the world of sports. So we're going we're gonna to get into – I'm going to get into the whole baseball because we got a lot, of, a lot to cover. First, I do want to start off with something that's going to irk me, and I have to get it off my chest. Mojo's opening rant. 
So this week on Mr. Mojo's opening rant, I have to talk about this LaVar Bell, okay? And, you know, he's driving, this guy's driving me nuts. Like, I'm listening to this guy, and I, I, he can't even take it anymore, okay? With his son, talking up his son, talking up his son. Now, listen, it's one thing to talk up your son. That's fine. But this guy's over the top. He's saying his son's better than LeBron James. His son's better than Curry. He's actually saying himself, he's better than Michael Jordan. The guy only had 56 total points his whole college career. He had his two points a game with LeVar Bell, the father. And he said he'd, be, he'd kill Michael Jordan in a while. Like, he's an attention seeker, but ESPN just keeps feeding into this guy. They keep giving him, giving him attention, putting him on these shows. So he is getting what he wants. The guy, if you listen to him, he's soaking himself. He actually sounds like he's jealous of his own kids, which is unbelievable to even hear. You just you hear this guy talking, and he's like, "I want a hundred million, a billion dollar sneaker deal." So nothing. His kid wants a billion. He wants it. Then he goes, "They could pay me, me, not my kid, me, a hundred million a year for ten years. Not my kid, me. It's not you. You're not the one playing." It looks like this. His kids are getting the spotlight now that he wanted his whole life that he never got. That's what's happening now. And his son is, is a great player. He's going to be at the lottery pick this year. He already, he already came out. He already, you know, announced that he's going to come out and everything. But now he's taking it too far. Now he even took a shot saying, well, star athletes' kids never turn out good. First of all, he wasn't a star athlete, so why is he saying Star athletes, kids, why is he putting them in that class? You weren't a star athlete. Your kids are all better than you. So he has three kids. One just finished Alonzo. He's a freshman at UCLA. He's already said he's coming out. He's going to be a top three pick. Okay? He already said he's better than Steph Curry and LeBron James, his father. Okay? The next brother's coming next year to UCLA. He'll probably be one and done. And then the little younger brother's coming in two years to UCLA. He's supposed to be the best in three. All you hear is this guy talking him up. This guy, you know, he says, the, the monsters in the NBA, their dads wasn't that good, Paul said. They were okay. In fact, Odell Curry wasn't no all-star. Kobe Bryant, his dad wasn't all that. That's why he's such a monster. You got LeBron to talk to his kids because they're going to look at them like you got to be like your dad, and after a while, that pressure starts sitting. Like, so LeBron, as we saw, he's back, said, keep my kid's name out of your mouth and my family out of your mouth. So ESPN, two days after the, the, they visited the Lakers. This guy to dad, now we have a problem. So now LeBron, obviously, but he don't even care. This guy don't care. He's just trying to get him and his kids' names in the in the air. And he don't even, his kids, you got to feel bad for his kids because now the kids are going to come to him and everybody's going to want to beat them. So it's like, uh, you know, they're coming to the league now and everybody now, they're going to have a bullseye on them. Now what happens when Curry and LeBron play, they're going to want to, run it up on this kid now, Curry and LeBron, right? So it was just, it's just a stupid move, in my opinion. It was something that wasn't necessary. And, uh, you know, so the guy needs to shut up. But ESPN, more importantly, needs to stop giving this guy attention. They're giving this guy too much attention, and it's actually getting sickening seeing this guy's face, this arrogant guy coming on TV talking. And you can just see that he's just begging, begging for attention, like, the attention he never got as a player that his kids are getting. So I just had to start off with a little rant on that, I, you know. But so as we get into today, again, big games today, North Carolina, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida. We already know there's two Final Four teams 
We already know it's going to be Oregon and Gonzaga playing, and now we're going to see who's playing in the other side. So brackets are busted. I mean, obviously, whoever had Gonzaga is rooting for them. Did anybody really have Oregon winning the whole thing? I bet you nobody had Florida and South Carolina still alive. And then obviously people had Kentucky and North Carolina, I'm sure. So I'll tell you, somebody like South Carolina or Florida wins this tournament. It's going to really be – it's going to be a, a point thing because I bet you nobody, I know nobody in my in the Mojo bracket has any of those teams. So it's very interesting how that's going to play out, and uh, you know, obviously, it's been a crazy week, especially the last third, the other the last couple of game, days have been really some really good basketball. Thursday night and Friday night, you had really good games. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of close finishes. You know, Gonzaga, West Virginia, that game could have went either way, 61-58 Gonzaga. Kansas blew out Purdue. That was the only blowout. And Xavier and Arizona, another classic game, 73-71, and Xavier pulled the upset. And then an Oregon-Michigan game was just a back-and-forth, you know, classic to the end when Oregon beat Michigan by one point. So we had, you had great games on Thursday. And then yesterday – I mean, on Friday you had, you know, Kentucky beat UCLA by 11, but it was a great game. It was a lot closer than that score. They went back and forth. You just see a lot of talent. How about that kid, the Aaron Fox on Kentucky? All the talk about Lonzo Ball. And meanwhile, Fox, 39 points. So he really put his name in there, the freshman. So he really he had a great game. And then, obviously, North Carolina and uh, Butler, another, another great matchup. And uh, – the North Carolina prevailed by 12. South Carolina pounded Baylor by 20. Nobody expected that. And then Florida with a cl- – I was just telling you about the classic ending beating Wisconsin with a running three-pointer at the buzzer. So you, had, you really had some great games. And then obviously yesterday, uh, Gonzaga just pounded Xavier 83-59 and Oregon beating up Kentucky. And I tell you, people were shocked. They didn't expect especially a 14-point loss like that where – so they were pretty well, Oregon pretty much controlled most of the games from early on. So it was a great job by Oregon. You got to give them credit. They they completely took over the game, and uh, so you know they made their first Final Four since 1939. So you got to give them some credit. So I definitely wanted to definitely wanted to give them a little shout out here to start this 77 years, and then Gonzaga getting in there. So it's nice to see different teams. Like you'll see South Carolina or Florida now. So it's definitely nobody could say. It's not nice to see different teams because they'd be lying. Anybody would love to see different different teams in the playoffs at any time. So, you know, in, in a tournament, in a Final Four, or a playoff, even in like any sport, a playoff sport, you always you always love the underdog. Everybody always loves the underdog. So it's good to see. I think South Carolina. And I know our big our own big weenie, Pastanini, is a South Carolina guy. He's been talking them up, South Carolina, for the whole tournament. So. And now uh, here they are, the chance to go to the Final Four today. So definitely uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching that. And, uh, you know, so we'll see We'll see what happens. Obviously those games are later today. And, uh, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be uh, – it should be interesting. We'll have our Final Four after today. And then we, we can move on from there and uh, start looking at next week's big Final Four matchups until we get to the championship next Sunday. So our next week's show will be previewing the Final Four because our next week's show will be the opening of uh, 
the final four. That night, that night will be the final four. That Saturday and then the Monday will be the championship game. So we'll be able to make final four predictions and stuff next week. So we'll, we'll do that. So we'll get into some more college later in the show. Right now, we do want to get into some. Uh, we're going to get into some baseball in a minute. We're going to start our little baseball preview. I'm going to start. I'm going to start off with baseball. We'll get into some fantasy later. Yeah, I do want to talk about some stuff. Obviously, the Mets got some news with now. They got some little bad news with uh, Max. Max is getting is now being uh, shut down. They don't think it's anything serious. Hopefully, they don't think it's anything structural right now. But it's worrisome that it, it, it's, it's worrisome that he continues to be injured. He had surgery to remove a bone spur from his elbow last October, and he also had Tommy John a few years back. And you know, I've said this on the show many times that his health worries me, Matt. Great pitcher, great arm, live arm. Something about something about his arm, something about the injuries. Just it's you know when you get a pattern of a guy always getting hurt, that don't always go away, you know. So. Hopefully for the Mets, obviously, if they stay healthy, their pitching could get them all the way. They have this good pitching. It's not the best pitching in baseball, and nobody could deny it. You look at their rotation, you can't deny it. Very healthy, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, Max, Giselman, you know, then Wheeler or Lugo. You know, Giselman, Wheeler, Lugo, whoever's the fifth one. It looks like it's going to be Giselman right now. It looks like Wheeler's going to start the season and extended, extended spring training as he needs innings to work his arm strength up. But I, I think uh, I think that their rotation is good. The interesting thing is we're going to see in the next few days how long the suspension is going to be for uh, you know for Familia. So that's that's something we're waiting to find out right now because you know obviously Addison Reed's going to have to close for the first couple of uh, first couple of weeks of the season at least if if not you know if not. So, you know, yeah, so it, it's not, the, you know, so it, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't, you know, me personally, I think Reed's having a rough spring, but I think he'll be, he'll be able to hold hold it down. But I don't think, uh, I don't think their bullpen, I think their bullpen's definitely missing an arm. They definitely need another arm. But uh, I'm sure it's something they could get during the season. So we'll see how they handle that. But. There's definitely uh, there's definitely something there that is an issue that that needs to be resolved. The starting rotation's fine; they have depth. Even if somebody goes down, the interesting thing is going to be his hobby. He's going to be able to avoid an early season trip to the DL. Is he is he completely where they need you know need him to be? You know, so we'll see what happens there. But then you have uh, obviously the I think the hitting will be fine. Obviously, the catching is a worry for me, though. I've been saying it on the show, especially you know, the other day again. You know, you had Don, you had Dono and Syndergaard. You know, Dono cannot catch Syndergaard. You know, bottom line. You know, again, they were together, four stolen bases on them again. You can't. Rene Rivera has to catch Syndergaard. You would think after all the golden runners on, we all know how great Syndergaard is, but let's go. Issues. You would think the Mets would have worked on this all off season with them, which I think they would have had to. I mean, I don't know all the details of it, but obviously, if, if they did work on it like they said they did, then why, you know, why is if that was the case, then why did uh, why why is it's got to be Dono? Then why is Dono catching him? Because Dono clearly can't throw. So 
to me, you so I know cannot catch with the gun pitcher. So I know it's opening day. He's supposed to be starting catcher. I don't care. Rene Rivera has to start opening day. You cannot take a chance of putting Darno out there on opening day and being stuck with this with with you know with guys with guys running all over you. I know I paid a lot of money for my tickets for opening day, and I don't want to go watch uh, the Braves steal twenty bases on the Mets. Granted, you got to get base runners to steal bases, but you know. Everybody gets base runners at some point, you know. It ain't like there's gonna be no, uh, you know, it ain't like there's gonna be no, uh, no, nobody getting on base. I mean, no perfect game. So, you know, so actually, obviously, it's very rare. No Mets ever thrown a perfect game. So, we had one no hitter that we were lucky, and it was Santana that time. So it's funny watching uh, the guy, this little younger kid, is a baseball guru prediction guru who predicts and last year he predicted the Cubs to win the World Series. This year he predicts the Indians to defeat the Dodgers in the World Series. I just I was just watching that there. That's his prediction this year. So it's completely different from my prediction. I can tell you that. We'll get to my prediction later. But I, I definitely don't have it. I do have the Dodgers and the Indians both making the playoffs so actually I have them both winning their division. So that I do have. So I do have them both in the playoffs but I have I have them both actually getting knocked out in the first round for the playoffs, but we'll go through that later. But uh, yeah, so so that's it for the Mets. You know, obviously we'll be talking more about the Mets, the Yankees. They go in. You know, obviously they have some rotation issues. The lineup's pretty much set. Bird's been named the first baseman. You know, Didi's hurt. So what are the Yankees going to do with shortstop? That's still the question for the first couple of weeks. You got Castro at second, Headley at third, Holiday at DH. You got. Then you have in the outfield, you have Gardner, you have Judge, and then you have uh, you have you have Gardner, Judge, and uh, Ellsbury, and then you have uh, you know I, I said Holiday, and then also you have uh, obviously Gary Sanchez catching. So the Yankees hitting should be fine. I mean, obviously they got some young hitters. They got to see how they hopefully they develop the way they want them to. But uh, you definitely have uh, the Yankees. Me, the Yankees question mark. They got a great bullpen. So to me, the question mark with the Yankees is going to is going to come down to their uh, their starting rotation. I just don't think the Yankees have enough pitching. Obviously, they don't go out and get. There's, there has been talk that the Yankees could be interested in Jose Quintana, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. Do they, you know, do they eventually go and do something there? I don't know. I just I think listen, they have hitting, they have young, good young talent, but you know, looking at a, a rotation of. Uh, Tanaka, who's solid, but then Pineda, question mark, Sabathia, question mark, Severino, good young pitcher with question mark, and Brian Mitchell, Chad Green, or John Neese. The Yankees definitely have rotation issues. There's no no doubt about that. So we'll see what happens there. And then uh, so obviously Sanchez is solid. Bird, I like him as a young player. They got good depth. They got Carter behind Bird. They got Hicks for defense. So their bullpen with Chapman, Betances, and Clifford is solid. It's really – I look at the Yankees, and I can't get past the rotation. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Tim Kirchner of ESPN just predicted the Cubs over the Indians in the World Series. So I guess he has a rematch of last year, which I doubt you're going to see that. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, the two teams are made last year, they're going to make it this year. I doubt that's going to happen. So Cubs – I don't know. I like the Indians. I don't see the Indians doing it again this year. I do like uh, the Cubs have as good as chances anybody, of course. You know, they're, they're stacked. But 
And, uh, you know, we'll get into that, my prediction. This guy here predicts the Red Sox, Indians, and Astros. So, I got to say, that's pretty, uh, might be uh, the same thing I got there. National League, we're, we're almost, well, me and him got, I'm not going to say what he's picking, but me and him got five of the six division winners we picked the same, me and this guy, uh, being a Tim Kirchner. So, we, we he's almost picked, picking the same as me. We got five of the six same division winners. I'm interested to see what his wild card predictions are. See how close our wild card predictions are, but uh, he didn't do his wild card predictions. But we're gonna get in. I'm gonna get into mine shortly. I'm gonna get into some over and unders. I'm gonna get into some uh, a few different things because let's, we're a week away from baseball. The best time of the year. Everybody's getting excited. March Madness is closing out. NFL drafts coming. NHL NBA playoffs are coming. But for some reason, all anybody can talk is baseball. Bobby Thompson had done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque. Especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Well, KC was winning. Hank Aaron was beginning. One Robbie going out, one coming in. Kiner and Midget Goodell, the Thumper and Mel Parnell. And Ike was the only one winning down in Washington. I'm talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking The Scooter, the Barber, and the Duke They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque Especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke Now my old friend, the Bachelor Well, he swore he was the Oklahoma kid And Cookie played hooky to go and see the Duke I always love Willie May. Those were the days. Well, now it's the 80s, and Brett is the greatest, and Bobby Bonds can play for everyone. Rose is at the vet, Rusty again is a Met, and the great Alexander is pitching again in Washington. I'm talking today. Like Reggie Cuisinberry talking baseball Carew and Gaylord Terry Seaver, Garvey, Schmidt and by the blue If Cooper's down is tall and it's no fluke They'll be with Willie Mickey and the Duke Willie, Mickey and the Duke. Say hey, 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 say
Welcome back, everybody, to the Mojo Sports Show. So, everybody, that's actually the best way to get everybody started for baseball season. Everybody knows what kind of, how great of a, a song that is and how it gets you in the mood. So, you know, so let's get the let's get the party started here. I mean, baseball's back next week. Everybody's excited. I'm sure a lot of fantasy drafts are taking place. And, uh, you know, that's, this is what it's all about. This is the time of year where everybody uh, getting into it, starts making their predictions, starts having their fantasy drafts. You know, this is this is it. This is uh, the crunch time of the season. This is nothing like opening day. There's no feeling like opening day. A lot of people, you know, they call out. You take you call out, uh, you know, play hooky from work, you know, all that type of stuff. You know, it's everybody's favorite. I know me, you know, me and my little guy go on opening day. We do been doing it every year. Looking forward to it. It's always exciting, and uh, so I, I can't wait for that. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with that, and uh, you know, so it's only a week away. There's not like just even if you're home and you're not at the games, you just watch it on TV. It's not like opening day. You put on the games there on every channel, ESPN. Every channel has them, the local channels, MLB Network, games all day long, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and, you watch, and just watching, you know, the opening days. It's excitement in the crowd. Everybody's tied for first. It's just a great a great time of the season. And, uh, you know, it, it's a good feeling for everybody, as, you know, when you know, you're, you're, when you know it's so early in the year, everybody has a shot, even the bad teams that have no shot, you feel like they have a shot. You know, so definitely call in. Let's talk some sports, 718-508-9883. going to hit the phone lines right now. The team from Pine Bush, what's going on? Good morning, Mojo. Good morning. What's going on? Nice. Talking baseball. baseball. Yeah. Come on. Like you said, it's a good time of the year, you know. The weather's changing and... Baseball's here. I can't wait but to see my little aunt playing. Right? Yeah, of course. Excitement. How are you feeling? Are you, are you excited for the Yankees this year? Even though, yeah, listen, they're looking pretty you know, good. Some people predict they're going to make the playoffs. Some predict they're not. But just the fact that it's like kind of a new look team, like a lot of younger players. Yep. You know, yep, exactly. Right? And they look pretty good. Right. I mean, they look really good in spring training. You know, we'll see. My opinion, it, you know, they have a lot of potential, so we'll see. Well, it's kind of like, uh, like, you know, it's a breath of fresh air to see young, young players. Yes. You know, always seeing the older name, you know, the name, but the older guy that, you know, the older guy. You know, now it's like nice to see some fresh new faces and you can use for some yes. different players, yes. you know. So obviously it's it's exciting. Year. The pitching to me is the biggest question this year. You know, yeah. I it's always the biggest question every year. You know, every year. They always need it. They need to pitch it for the past six, seven years. You know? I think the biggest they can't problem rely is on, They can't rely on, you know, these aging pitchers. See, see, they're getting old. I mean, honestly, you know, even I don't care. I know CC had a decent year last year, but they're getting old, and they're, you know, you need pitching. You you do you do you can't 
depend on two starting pitchers to to get you through the season. You know, two. I agree. You know, their their starting pitching is shaky. So it always it's been like that for a few years now. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. You know what it is still in baseball now, the way baseball is now, a lot of these guys, is, you can't really go out and sign these guys anymore. They, a lot of teams are locking down their players, so you really have to develop your own You're right over there. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Really I'm making sauce while I'm talking to you. You have to uh-huh. delay, you know, a lot of people got to delay, you know, you, you, you got to develop your own pitches now, you know. Yes. You can't rely yes. on signing, just going to spend money. You know, you need to develop your own players. So, to me, that'll be well. They have a good. They have a lot of young players coming up, so we'll see what goes on. Uh, I'm pretty confident this year. You know, they've been watching spring training, and they've been they've been winning, and they've been playing good. I mean, I know it's just spring training, but whole, if the season's anything like you know. That's been. I mean, they they look pretty good to me. I guess yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's gonna be interesting. I mean, my thing is, stop getting these big name outfielders and hitters. You have hitters. Worry about your pitching. I'd say this every year. It's the same thing every year. Worry about your pitching. You know, but yeah. But what I think they're doing now is, I think. I think they're uh I think they're trying to do that. They're trying to get all these contracts to run out. You know, they got finally got A Rod off the books. You know, next year they'll have yeah. the bat here off the books. You know, obviously they're still stuck with guys like Ellsbury and Headley for a couple of more years. But eventually those contracts will run out. And I think the Yankees are doing a good job of not giving out long term deals now. They're just trying to yeah. get shorter term deals and develop their own players. In this new age of baseball, you've got to develop your own players and just rely on spending money every year. It just doesn't work. And your Mets are looking pretty good, too, there, huh? Mets looking good. They just got to, you know, obviously the worry with the Mets is they got to stay healthy. That's, you know. Yeah. But if, but if the Mets stay healthy, the Mets still will be as good as anybody. They got the pitching to yeah, play with anybody. Yeah, looking pretty good. Oh. So. That would be interesting to see how that plays out. So, but, you know, I'm excited. I can't wait for the season to start. I know you're excited. I can't wait to see my little A playing. Little A next week, next Sunday, a week from today, opening day of travel, baseball. Yep. Scotch Plains, New Jersey. We'll be going on the road. Yep, looking forward to that. The next Monday we'll be going to uh me and Anthony will be going to opening day match. Oh, that's great. That's great. Actually, Such a good day. Uh, I spoke that's with cousin great. Anna. Cousin Anna and Mike, you know, will be will be at the game. So me and Anthony are gonna meet up with them too while we're there. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, they're fanatics. Yeah, they're they're fanatics with that. With oh, they're the at game. every game. Yeah, Yep. So we'll probably meet them, in, you know, beforehand. Maybe go have some lunch with them, and then, uh, you know, and then go to last, you know, then we'll go back to our seats. But uh, yeah, oh, it's gonna be good. fun. 
Uh, we'll get there well, nice and early. Well, it's here. Baseball's here. So without, so what, what, what do you think about uh, whole thing with Dow still not nothing with Romo? They're still holding on to him, huh? I don't know. I know it's crazy. I, you know, I, I was saying Jerry that. Jones like Jerry Jones just can't accept the fact that he's he's got to leave. Like you got to just cut him, do the right thing by him. You know. Yeah, Supposedly. I mean, he wants to leave too at this point, you know. Well, yeah, he wants, he wants to, to leave. Play. He don't want to be a backup. You know, and honestly, you know, like I down, said he before, down, he turned down TV offers, big TV offers. So like CBS, ESPN, NFL Network, yeah. they're all trying to get Romo, but he turned it down. So that tells you he wants to play. He turned down big money offers. Right, and like I said, I feel like he. Would be a great fit for Houston, even Denver. But I think Houston. I just feel like he's still in Texas. You know, they have a really good offense and defense. I just feel like that would be a good fit for him. But I don't know for whatever reason. I feel like they're not. They're being unfair to him now. It's my opinion. You know, they're being unfair to him. Give him a chance. Like they, I, I, I don't know why Jerry Jones is doing that. I think Jerry, I think Jones, Jerry Jones, Jones is sitting there like, I don't want to give him away for nothing. That's how the way he's looking at it. But you know what? He's 37 years old. Nobody's going to give you anything for a 37-year-old quarterback who's been hurt for two years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Denver and Houston know Dallas has got to get rid of him. So they're just going to wait it out. You know, they're not going to trade a draft. And didn't Houston they they just get rid of their quarterback? Yeah. Houston got rid of their starter. Yeah, he was a bad signing for them last year. So they, you know, at least they they knew to cut the ties. But you would have thought when they did that, they they, they would have thought they had something lined up for Romo already, you know. And that wasn't the case. Well, I think they just assumed, you know, but I don't know. Maybe they thought they were close on something and then. You know, when they traded their quarterback, then Dallas was like, well, now we got them by the balls. So let's not – let's let them pay now, you know? But so. I feel like they're being greedy. He's being greedy now. You know, it should be more than just about money, you know? I mean, Romo's been on the team how long? A long time, you know? Well, it's the right thing by him. You know, I don't know. My opinion, he would have thought they would have worked with him to find the right spot for him, right? Yeah, well, that's what you would hope, you know. I mean, he's he, you know, he has been on the team a long time, you know. And I feel like if they send him to Houston, he he will do really good, in my opinion. I think that's what they're afraid of. You know, him yeah, well, coming Houston. back and going to a Super Bowl and. You know, that's what I think he's afraid of. As long as he don't get hurt. But, yeah, well, Houston, if Houston gets him, I mean, Houston is, you know, Houston's like kind of like a, probably like, a, you know, Houston's a quarterback away, you know. Houston. Right, that's Houston my point. Not to say he's so great, but he's not bad. You know what I'm saying? He is a good quarterback. And so I feel like yeah, for a team that has everything else that just needs a quarterback, it's a perfect right. fit, you know? Exactly. They have a great offense. They have a great defense. So I feel like with him there, they could go. And I think that's what 
Jerry Jones doesn't want, but he's being selfish, in my opinion. You know, because I tell you like this, I'm a Dallas fan, I root for Dallas, but I would definitely root for Tony Romo too, just because he's been on Dallas a long time, and I hate to see things. I hate to see things like that, like this. What's going on now? It's just not right. Right. If he ever got to the Super Bowl, you would root for him, right? Of course, I would, unless it's you know against Dallas, but it can't be, right? Can, well, yeah, it be, can they put no? Imagine that. Imagine Dallas for Houston. Yeah, no, Simpson. Yeah, that would be a little weird. <laughs> that would be crazy, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be nuts. But, <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. You never we'll know. See. You got plenty of time for that, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, that plays we have out. To worry. We have to get through baseball first. Exactly. Right. So. The Yankees actually open up next Sunday. I know. They're I know. While we're uh, at your, while we're at Little A's game. That's it. Well, depending on the timing, we might be just straight from the game coming right back to my house to watch that game. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now Scotch Plains day. isn't far from your house. No, it's the one thirty-five. It's probably like less than a half hour, a half hour or more. Okay. It's more okay. north. So it's north. So it's closer to me, actually. A few it's better to you, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So, so that works. So whatever, I'll, I'll update you. I'm waiting for the time yep. for the game. Just keep me posted, oh, I, right? I, I bet it's probably going to be like an 11 a.m. type game. All right, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, well, just keep me posted so I know. So I, know, I will. You know. And we will be there. I will, for sure. All right. Okay. And I love those pictures you sent me yesterday. So cute, those pictures. Oh, the basketball one? Oh, yeah. So nice. Yeah. Very nice. Adorable. All right. Well, you have a great show. Number 57, Thank this you is. Thank you, 57, and, uh, amazing, right? I know. My gosh. I know. It's always strong. And, um, yep, and we'll speak during the week, okay? Definitely. Thank you. Thanks okay. for calling. Chris. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Thanks for Pinebush, talking baseball, the Yankees, Dallas Cowboys, a team, so always great to talk with her. And, uh, you know, so... We'll be getting into that, and, uh, you know, we'll be doing some more of that. And, I mean, some more Yankees. Obviously, the Cowboys are just waiting to see what's going to go on with Romo. And, uh, you know, to me, Jerry Jones has got to know when to cut the cord here. I mean, he's getting – he's trying to hold out for, like, a fifth-round pick or something. It's just not happening. Nobody's giving it to you, you know. So, let's keep hitting the phone lines with my man. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Mojo. How you doing? 
What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Um, it's it's the first weekend I've had in a very long time that it's kind of free, no bass to do. But um, as much as I love the game, and I really like working with uh, you know uh, I coach uh, girls basketball, um, and I'm have, I have a spring team which we start practice next week. It was nice to have one weekend where um, we, we could just get back to family stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had you yeah, had I, uh, what you were telling me last week. You had an interesting, interesting championship game to say the least last week, huh? Well, look, I, I mean, you know, I, I the 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 ladies I I, uh, I coach who've been together for a number of years now, and really over the last year, maybe year and a half, I've never seen progression like that. They're really the basketball IQ, um, the skill level. Um, you know the the the, the adjustments, the in-game adjustments they've made made without me. He's really hats off to him. I mean, last year we didn't have a spectacular year. We were um, six and ten, and with the same crew this year. Matter of fact, we had one 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 lady leave town, and she was a really good player. Um, we ended up uh, the total, including the playoffs, we ended up being uh, thirteen and five. So, uh, incredibly successful career uh, year and. Um, Really pl- proud of how, how the ladies played. Even in the final game, we were probably overmatched a bit, but they really played their hearts out. It was 110% effort. We didn't lose because of effort. We lost for a bunch of other reasons. So it was fan- a fantastic run, and I look forward to working with them in the spring, which starts oh, next week. Anybody, whatever. Anybody don't know, 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 know the, the, the Padman, the, uh, many diners are up in the gymnasium he coached. Many championship banners in Midland. Well, uh, we, we, a matter of fact, uh, I, 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 I coached the, 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 the CYO uh, Nativity um, team as well. And this year we did win um, a championship in a parochial league. And uh, the banner will rise. As a matter of fact, we have a dinner tonight, um, uh, you know, um, a, a season-ending dinner with the whole program. And I think the ladies are going to be honored because this was our last year. Eighth grade is our last year in their program, and, and they did take it home. So. Fantastic, fantastic. I'm, it, it, it's so funny for, for your listeners who don't know. I've been coaching a number of years. I have an older daughter who's a junior and a junior in high school, and I coached her a number of years before um, my younger daughter, who's three years younger. So I've been coaching for probably ten plus years now, and it, it really is an honor and a privilege to 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 be a part of these these kids and these families' lives, right? And, and hopefully be a, a positive role model and, and help them develop not only in basketball but see them the, develop their personalities and their, their social skills and everything else. I'm I'm so happy and once again humble to to be a part of it. You know, uh, you know. It's, a, it's uh, actually very sports. interesting, like the whole world of youth sports, right? Now that the, when you get as you get more involved with it, you see how it works. And just like anything else, it gets a little political behind the scenes sometimes. You know what I mean? But overall, absolutely. People, I mean, everybody. You know, the people. The thing a lot of people don't realize is that uh, the people running leagues and stuff—they're all volunteers. You know what I mean? And they're all donating their, their time to this just because they love to do it. You know what I mean? And you know, it's not easy. There's a lot of stuff that gets overwhelming, especially when you're, you know, behind the scenes doing all the stuff to keep things together. You know? So it's, well, it's, well, that's the, it's, that, that's the funny thing. It's like. Nobody realizes they see you kind of at the games coaching, but but they don't realize that, you know, like like I'm just using an example for me. I, I I'm part of 
you basically two teams, almost three. And, you know, we spend about six hours a week in practice. Plus we played yeah. this year, including this year, including playoffs, 52 games. So, so we go, went from wow, early that's December. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. We went early, early December, uh, all the way through to last week. Um, so you figure we, we probably, a time spent with the ladies in the three month in about the three and a half month period was over a hundred hours, games and, wow. and practice. So it's a, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. I mean, and what and, I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it hats off. You know, it, it's kind of like your show a little bit, and, and I'll just compare it for a little way. I mean, hats off to our wives because my, my wife has to put up with, you know, basically four days a week. Plus weekends, four days a weekday, plus weekends of me really not being around, right? And for practices, it's not like, you know, she's there and involved and watching and cheering. I'm just gone. I come home, I drop my bag, I get changed. I'm out for two hours, just about Wednesday yeah. through, through Thursday, and then and then on the weekends it's all games and sometimes weeknights. I mean, hats off to her because. And never complains, never says, you know, you know, you really, it's it's way too much time. She's kind of happy because I'm happy, and you know, you know, and 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 obviously I'm coaching my daughter, and my other daughter helps me. Uh, she's my assistant coach, so it's a, just a fantastic experience, really, fantastic. Yeah, really. Good. I got to give a shout out to my wife, who's very good as far as because a lot of times I'm going straight from work because she has to meet me there with Anthony because I'm not you know on a, you know rushing from work just to get to practice on time you know and I, and also what I'm talking about too is it's not even me coaching because I put a lot of work obviously you put a lot of we put a lot of work into it I'm talking about like the president of the whole league the commission is they put in so much work behind the scenes they're at those fields working on those fields every day they're putting all the schedules together all all the, the teams together, you know, our, you know, our co-worker, you know, Joe Savelli, he, he runs like he ran, he ran the one in his town in Edison and he was the main guy. And, you know, like telling me how crazy it is too behind the scenes. Like, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's like another job. It oh, really is. You know, it's absolutely another job. You're doing scheduling, you're doing everything. And you know, it's funny. You put so much time and effort and you're trying to do what's best for yourself and for the kids and for everything else. Whatever whatever step you make, whatever decision you make, there's, there's people there criticizing it. And it's so funny yeah. because typically what I see, at least at least my experience, the people criticizing it are the people that are not willing to put their time or their family time on the line. They yeah. just like to criticize. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's ridiculous because if you didn't have volunteers in these towns, you didn't have people dedicated to the kids, um, and to the athletic programs, and to the sports, and, and it goes beyond that. It's Boy Scouts, Scouts, everything. These towns wouldn't have anything to offer. You know, it's all about parents getting involved. It really is. You know, and, and you know, do I make, and, I, and I'll just speak about my, do I make the best decision all the time? No, I probably don't, right? Do I do, 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 I do what I feel? Is the best decision all the time? Absolutely. Is it the best? Maybe, maybe not, but I do my best, and I'm sure you do as well. And it's, it's, you're volunteering your time. Yes, you're doing it for your kid because your kid's there. So, however, and, and I'm, not, I'm sure you're the same way just speaking with you, you know, I look at my kids very objectively. 
if they're not having a good day, they're sitting down. That's just how it goes. Oh, of course. You know? And, of course. And Nobody, I treat every kid the same on my team when I'm coaching. Nobody can ever say I favor my kid. No, no ever. Yeah, my and, wife and, will and be the first me, one to me, say it. I'll go harder uh, on my kid, harder than anybody, on my kid than anybody, actually. You know, and and he's good, you know, and he's really good, but I do it, you know. First of all, as a coach, you know, if you, you've got to have your own kid listening to you or nobody's going to listen to you. You know what I'm well, saying? If your own kid's not listening to you, the other kids are going to be like, you don't even listen to him. Why am I going to listen to him? You know what I mean? So you have to get your kid zoned in. Absolutely. You know? and, and you're on the other end of it because you're really small still, and I've done that. Yeah. As they develop yeah. and get older, yeah. it gets a little harder because the kids start thinking they know more than you. They have some ideas, but the, yeah. it gets kind of tough. The parents start getting real expectations. But yeah. The great thing I thought, and it's it's the sharing, the the sharing with the team. There's many many times we're in the huddle and we're thinking about plays and what could be successful, and I ask the ladies for their opinion and they give it, and a lot of times it makes sense. So they they develop uh, uh, an IQ for the game, and it's great to see that developed enough that that they're willing to to try different things and put faith in you and also put faith in each other. It's really, especially if you can stay with the core um, uh, kids you, you have now for years, you'll see it. It's really, really a fantastic uh, uh, process, you know. And, 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 and it hits you all of a sudden what's going on. It hit me last year probably, you know, um, you know the, the development of these kids. And, and I don't mean development just in sports-wise. I'm talking about, you know, their, their IQ for that sport. It really, really is incredible, really. Yeah. I I agree, and you know, to me, to me, it's the results will always come with hard work for all the kids. To me, it's just them learning how to do everything the right way first. You know what I mean? Like the fundamentals to me are the most important thing as as far as winning as a team. You know, so to me, I. It makes me happy, like, even now, six years old, obviously they're young, and you know basketball coaching, so your kids, since they, they're small, like that age, you know, in the early years it gets frustrating with the kids especially because, you know, not all of them could dribble, not all of them could, you know, shoot, you know, and, you know, they don't pass the ball and this and that, and it gets frustrating. To me, I'd rather, at this age that I'm doing now, I'd rather see kid make a nice pass and the kid even miss the shot. I don't even care. But just to see that that nice pass, the right move pass was made, you know. Even yeah, when you no, missed the shot, you're still happy. You got the right shot. You got the right pass, the right shot. It didn't go in, but it was the right play, you know, and then you're happy, you know. Uh, absolutely, and that's part of it, right? And I think you're right. It's the fundamentals. I mean, I, I coached my kids, both of them, in softball early on and soccer and, of course, basketball. And it's absolutely about the fundamentals. You can't build on anything unless you have building blocks to build on. And and, and teaching kids the fundamentals is, is really uh, – partly parents have to get involved, right, uh, to really help the kid develop unless they're an incredible athlete. But also, you know, us as coaches, right, you, you kind of have to teach them the right way. And, and it's not only to play the game but to, to uh, conduct yourself on and off the field. I've seen a lot of things over the years that I I think was was, was less than appropriate on a, on a on a softball diamond and on a basketball court and sometimes on a soccer field and and it bothers me that that parents and other coaches let 
let let kids kind of uh, uh, not not hold the game and play the game the way it's meant to be played. You know, you you win or you lose a game because somebody has a better skill than you particular day. Period. You shouldn't resort to anything other than that. You know, and if somebody yeah. beats you, if somebody beats you, it's like we lost in the championship game for a lot of different reasons. However. And I said this to the ladies, and I, and I, you know, I, and 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 I said this to whoever's listening, you know, the other team was a better team, you know, could we have won? Yeah, if we played a very solid game, close to perfect, perfect game, game. But, perfect game, but, yeah. but they were a better team, they were a better team, they they probably deserved to win, right? They were a better team. Um, Sometimes you just gotta tip your cap, you know. Sometimes you do. You don't. You don't. You don't do anything else besides that. You know, so it's fantastic. It really is fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's just the beginning for you, and it's kind of the end for me, or, or towards the end for, for me and my family. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a little bit more left than me, maybe a year, but that's that's probably about it. Um, but I'm, I think I'm leaving a lot of ladies in a in a position to be uh, to, to be successful um, uh, over. You know, uh, you know, over at the high school level, I also think yeah. that you know, I worked with. You know, I, I never was really a basketball coach. I kind of knew basketball, but a couple of really good basketball men early on, and I assisted them, and I learned a tremendous amount from them. You know, and and you know, on the game and on on conducting themselves, on on conducting you know, uh, practices and, and different kind of things that work and don't work, and. You know, uh, and 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 hats off to them because they kind of lit the fire under me. Uh, you know that that I I understood that I was able to do this. You know, and and yeah. and I kind of got bugged. So you know, it wasn't just me wanting to be my kid. It was you know the bit of need in the town for coaches, and to me getting some experience under some real good basketball folks, and, uh, and you know, and trying some, and, and and the kids seemed to respond so. We have really fantastic experience for me, and, and I hope you know you have like two years coaching now. I think it is your second year, and uh, you know just enjoy every minute because it goes fast. It really goes yeah. fast. Yeah, well, it's been it's, four it's years hard. for baseball. This is the fourth year for baseball now. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how fast it goes. It's incredibly fast, and you just just savor it and take a lot of pictures because. Uh, the other day I was looking through some. Yeah, uh, no, I am. I did. I do. I do. And and I remember then when they were really. I remember when they couldn't dribble and they were, you know, the basketball looked like it was it was a big boulder in front of them. It was like you know a quarter of their body. I mean, you know, and and the baskets were eight feet. You know, it, it just it just takes you back, and I think it's just a, a wonderful experience that that you can have bonding experience you can have with your kids and with your family and you know take the opportunity if you can especially you I mean you know the sports you can help the kids I mean there's some people that volunteer and God bless them their hearts in the right place but they really don't know the sports they're more like babysitters but but they're trying right so you can't beat up anybody that's trying but they 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 try and it's just incredible that that people dedicate their amount of time you don't realize I think you know Free time is very precious. We only have a certain amount of it. And when you, yeah, when you I it, agree. You're not a kid. You know, when you're out in the backyard and you're throwing a ball to your kid, that's one thing. You're you're doing something definitively for, for for your child, helping them improve. But you're when you're out on a court or a diamond or a field for you know x amount of kids, so you're not. It's not just about your child. You know, 
all the volunteers across America really, um, you know, hats off to them because they're, 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 they're giving their free time and their personal time and their life lessons. Yeah, and no, I agree. 100%. People. It's wonderful. Yes, it is. So that's, so that, you know, that's that part, and that's a good, uh, you know, definitely it's always good to talk youth, youth sports, as always. You know, it's always it's just, it's just refreshing, and it's just good for the kids, you know, to see a lot of kids participate all around. So let me ask you this now. Move, moving on to Major League Baseball now as we okay. approach the season. You know, first just bear with me for one second, all right? Yep. to the two of you, and uh, I guess before we get into the major leagues, I want to just keep you on what you were just talking about for a little bit, you know, and okay. as a friend of both of you, it's like hats off to both of you, you recognize all the volunteers, but it's, it's you yourselves, and I get to hear you, Padman, talk about uh, the girls' basketball, you, Little Mojo, and, and baseball, and it's really, um, it, it's what life's about. You guys are absolutely doing the right things. You, you're involved with your kids. It's great, you know, to know you as a sport fan and kind of know you as a parent, you know, how much it means to you. It's, it's really a great thing to watch, you know, from from the outside of it. Thank you. To the two. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank no, you very much. Sometimes, tell me, sometimes people... That's really fun. Yeah, people stress, don't get, get stressful. I'm sure it does, but sometimes people don't get sports, and I and I try to tell this to people. It's great when the Mets win, right? You win a World Series or the Steelers win a Super Bowl, and, like, everyone I know that's a Steelers fan or Mets fan, we're all celebrating. But there's another side to it, that how sports can bring 
people together. Win or lose, part of it doesn't matter. Do you spend time with your kid in a sport, watching a game, involved in a game, coaching a game? It's bringing your family together, and it brings a closeness. It plays a role that sometimes people think it's all about winning or losing, and it's not. That's the fun part of yeah. it. But the other part of it is spending time, with, like with, with me, with my brothers watching a game on Sunday, with your friends watching a game. There's a whole other side of it that brings people together. And win or loss doesn't matter. And that, that just makes it a fun or not fun. But in the end, it's a, about what you guys are talking about, spending time with people, in your case, mentoring kids. It, it's really a good thing that you guys are doing. That's what I wanted to say on it. Yeah, uh, that, you know, and it's true. You know what you're saying too, and you know why? And, and re, you know how you say like too, it brings a family together, which it does. It also brings like a community together, you know, kind, you know. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> you would say that too, right? It kind of brings a I, community together. I unequivocally like, un- agree with that. Um, I think it, it goes. City. It go. It goes even beyond that. Like, I've coached for like I said, ten, ten maybe more years. Now you know, people recognize me and I might not even recognize them all the time, but they recognize me from coaching and they say hello and there's a social aspect of it. You know, my, my kids, um, a lot of their friends that that my older one still has, even though, you know, uh, uh, from the youth level uh, has left, still maintains those friendships. Me and my wife maintain some of the friendships that we had from, you know, my daughter's playing, you know, ball. Right. So, so you know, it, it's absolutely a social process as well as, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, mentoring the, the the children. But not not only a social process for the adults, but for the kids. It's really it's really incredible. You know, you're giving them a commonality, uh, which is the sport. So it's something that that they can base a conversation on. You know, it's something they could speak about in school or outside of school. You know, it, it's things they can help each other improve on and they can practice kind of on their own a little bit sometimes. So, so you know, you know, agree 100%, Alan. Uh, well, and, and thank you for your kind words. Um, it really is a fantastic process. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Alan. Man, some people get caught up. I mean, winning's great, but I, I see so much more into sports. And I can hear it in the both of you speaking right now. Yeah, it goes deeper. You're right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're spending a lot of time out there. Yeah, now the Mets, you know, obviously, you know, Matt, bad news on Matt today. He's got to miss his next start now. There's some elbow, something with his elbow now. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but that's not good. And, and uh, you know, we've talked right. about... We've talked about how Yan Lagaris is hurt, so, but he's more of the backup, but still, you know, he's still a good back. You know, he's the best defensive outfielder, definitely the best defensive center fielder. So well, that's, you know, well, definitely hurts. Well, to me, to me, Matt is, is what you hit in your, in your opening rant. Um, he's a guy perpetually with, with, with some injuries. I mean, it's going to follow him his whole career. Very rarely does a ball player in any sport have you know you know has has as continual issues physically and then all of a sudden it stops and they don't get injured for three years in a you know consecutively it doesn't happen it's gonna something that's gonna follow him and he's gonna have to deal with 
I'm not saying he's not going to be a good pitcher, but it is something that you have to keep in mind. He, he might be a guy that throws, you know, 22, 23 games a year, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. does it make you wonder if, if Matt is in your five-man rotation? You need a really good six-man. Like, that. that's yeah, what and you know, and I'll tell you, the way it's looking well, I, now, you I know, Gisellman's getting the fifth spot, it looks like, over Wheeler. Wheeler's going to start the season in extended spring training, and Wheeler needs more work. So, Gisellman's going to be the fifth starter. I guess, if, you know, obviously, if Matt gets hurt, then they have Lugo to plug in there, you know. So, well, yeah. all, all it's of good a sudden, that they have the depth. They do have depth, but, you know, all of a sudden now, keeping Cologne might not have been a bad idea. I tend to agree on this point. You know, we thought we had a very deep, solid rotation, but Harvey's a huge question mark. Now, Matt is a, maybe a little bit of a problem. So, so now you went from five, you know, no-brainers to, to you down to three, really, right? Um, if, if there's another injury. And Harvey's not even a no-brainer. Harvey's not a no-brainer. Well, a no-brainer as in we thought he would come back. At least I thought I thought he'd come back and be a fourth or fifth starter. I didn't think he would be the Harvey of old, but I would thought with all that time off he'd come back and be able to. We need Harvey. We need Harvey to be a number three. We need him to be the number three. Yeah, a solid number three, not like last year. Yeah, a solid number three, exactly. A solid number three. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to say is with the injuries and with um. <laughs> You know, but that you know, the, the, the rotation all of a sudden doesn't look too deep, so deep. And I don't know if they're the be- are they still the best rotation in baseball. I don't know. Yeah, that's. Listen, if they're all healthy, they were. But obviously now, I mean, you know, it's a tough call. But yeah, but you know what? You know what, guys? The season didn't even start yet, and and, and there's problems. So, what my my point is, and what I'm trying to say is. You know, you know, we're based on starting pitching. We're only as good as our starting pitching. Well, all of a sudden, the starting pitching looks a little question, questionable. We don't have Familia anchoring the bullpen. So, really, we don't have a fantastic offense. We have an okay offense. We don't have good defense. So, where are we now? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's getting me a little worried. Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, two years ago, we would have said, the Mets got a lot of starting pitching, but the hitting's a question mark. Right now, uh-huh. pitching is, from three on is a quite, could be a question mark, and the hitting ain't a question mark. Right now, I think the hitting is fine. I think the Mets are going to score runs. Uh, I think they are too. I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm look in every sport I played and I coach, I emphasize defense. I think offense, offense wins games, defense wins championships. I don't know if you ever heard that slogan, but I really believe that. And I think the Mets are yeah, really weak defensively. They're really weak defensively. One of the reasons why we lost, you know, two years ago um, was because our defense um, was shoddy, right? Um, a multitude of errors, you know, and, and guys were stealing on us like crazy with, the, you know, like catching throwing somebody out that's defensive also. So, you know, I – I, I really am not a big who they're putting in the field. I really, really not defensively. Yeah, you know, I, their outfield defense is shaky for sure, 
And you know, hitting our the head. first base and catcher is also shaky. I think third base, third base shortstop and second base. I think I think Reyes could do the job at third base. Uh, I, I have no problem with Reyes. He's athletic so, enough. So, so you're saying there's five. You're saying there's five shaky positions out of eight. That's not good. And you know, Sexton is to me. He does good. He makes an occasional dumb play, but overall, Sexton is a pretty a pretty good outfielder. In left field, he can't never play center field, but he's he's a he's a you could definitely he's a decent left fielder. So and he has a great arm, one of the best arms in the league. So yeah. I wouldn't call him a weak spot, but I call center field, right field, first base, catcher, definitely weak defensive positions right now. I actually think third base. You you can't say even if Reyes plays third base, you really can't say he's a great defensive player at third base. No, he's not great. He's not he great, but he can hold it down. He'll hold it down. He you know what? I wouldn't call, call Branderson a terrible defensive player. His arm's weak. He's just old. You don't have the range. But he actually did decent in center field last year, Granderson. What, what he didn't do what terrible there. But what I'm saying is he's a question mark. Third base is a question mark to me. Defensively. I'll take him any day over anybody else they have. You know don't get me wrong. I think he's still an upgrade over right defensively. I think think he is, but he's still a question mark. He's not a... But he he is an upgrade over right, and the arm, no comparison. It throws to first base and no comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right, yeah, Reyes has it done. Yeah, much stronger arm. Right was scary. Almost sad watching him try to throw to first base. Yeah, but you know what? Experience-wise, he's not... Is he a top fifteen defensive third baseman? No, he's second year playing third base. Last year was the first time he played third base. You know, right? Now he's got a whole off season to work. He's had a whole off season to work on it. You know, Reyes is athletic enough, I think, to to figure this out. I really do. I agree with you, and my hope is he does. I'm just saying. Out of the positions you named, and you said there was a question mark, you didn't mention third base. To me, he might not be, but right now in my mind, it's a question mark. Well, if Reyes was, was to get hurt, one, the, the it's a big question mark. mark. There's a question mark for two reasons. One, Wright will play there at some point, and his defense is a question mark. I don't care what's going on. And two, you got a guy that's an experienced playing third base. So, look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Reyes is, and I think he, I think he is a great athlete. But it is a little bit of a question mark. That's all. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, that's I, fair. I, that's definitely fair. Yeah, where we're going is compared to the other spots, it's not the primary problem. A little bit of a problem. I think we'll all agree with that. No, but no, the no, catcher not, is a bigger I'm, problem, and first base is a bigger problem. I, I'm not well, catcher is probably the worst saying, problem, right? We'd all agree on that. Yeah. It's absolutely, we all agree yeah, catch it's the, absolutely the not the worst problem. problem. And you know what? I'd like – to get him in the lineup, I want to see him there every day. All I'm saying is, from a defensive standpoint, the Mets have five out of eight regular play, regular position plays, a question mark. That's all I'm saying. Which is, to me, center field, right field, center field, left field, first base, um, third base, and catcher. Five, five out of eight. Which is a lot. And that's scary right there, right? So... It's a lot. Now you're putting left really field believe... in that? I'm sorry? You're putting left field as a question mark? No, I'm not putting Cespedes as a question mark. Okay. The only people I'm you're putting... comfortable with, 
the only people you're comfortable with are Cespedes, Walker, and Cabrera. Yeah, because I think they're professional. And I think – I also think, too, is I don't think that Cespedes – and, you know, I'm no expert on Cespedes, but I don't think he takes great routes on some balls, but I think he's so athletic and he's so fast. He's much faster than he looks like he is. And he's got, a, he got an incredible arm. He makes up for all of that. Yeah, did you see – it's spring training. Did you see the throw he made, I think, last week? Threw someone out of second base? No, I didn't, but he's – Yeah, 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 yeah. He grabbed that like an infielder and threw it too, right? And threw it here off balance, and the second baseman is holding the ball, waiting for the guy to get in. Look, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think think he's the greatest fielder because his athleticism and his arm and his speed, he makes up for a lot of that very easily. Because he's that yeah. he's that talented, he's that talented. I'll tell you one thing: he looks good. He came in in shape, man, and he looks good, man. Oh, I nice think he's having a spectacular year. I think the yeah, barring an injury, he's going to be the least of our problems. I like I to see a Mets- guy after you pay him come in motivated even more. You know, it's nice to see the guy really wants to win. Well, he definitely appears to be in better shape than he than he was last year. Uh, he, wasn't he wasn't in bad shape. He wasn't in bad shape. He even slowed up his, his uh, golf. He don't even play golf as much anymore. Hey, I got I got two questions for you guys, and uh, no right or wrong answer, and just your opinion. First base. Okay. By the end of the season, Dominic Smith or Duda, and opening day, who's the catcher going to be? I, I, I'll tell you mine. I think Renee Rivera will catch opening day. And I think Dominic Smith will finish the season at first base, barring due to hitting 30 plus home runs. Uh, I got I got an opening day deal. I think Darno is going to start a catcher. Um, he'll be a starting catcher. You think he'll start opening day? Because Collins already has hinted he's not. You know, he's either oh, trying because, to push him, because, but he hinted he's not. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to start. Um, is Syndergaard starting opening day? I don't think he catches Syndergaard. Right, I, the Syndergaard game, I think he's not going to catch Syndergaard. Because he didn't catch him the bulk of last year. Rene Rivera yeah, did a little think, better with him. Gonna, I don't think he's going to catch Syndergaard. Do I think he's going to, you know, start the season, you know, regardless of the season? Yeah, I think he is. I, I, yeah, he's our, he's our starting catcher, but I don't think he'll start with Syndergaard. Uh, I don't think so either, but I think that's an Until he proves something. I don't think Syndergaard – you can't put a guy that can't keep a runner on paired up with a guy that can't throw anybody out. It's a horrible yeah. combination. You just can't do that. So, to me, just by the fact of that fact, he can't catch Syndergaard. So, so let's, right. let's shelve that question because I, I don't I, – don't, well, I, flip this yeah, for a second. I got to say the same thing. I, I, yeah. I actually thought he would still start on no, but I heard yesterday that it sounds like they're going to start Rivera. Just opening day, and then go back to Darno. You can't. You can't put Darno in the game with Syndergaard. You just can't. Yeah, that's you what can't. I said. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't. can't. It's a stupid move. It's a stupid, you're basically you're basically giving the other team players with my speed a chance to steal a base. I mean, it's silly. It's just silly. Well, it's a twofold put, problem. Darno's trying to work on thrown guys, and, and Syndergaard can't hold the runner. You're putting pressures on the pressure on the fielders to keep people off base on a team that we already discussed as five question marks. So to me, 
you know, just silly. Um, on your other question, I think for some reason the Mets are, are nervous about bringing Dominic Smith up. I don't know if they're going to finish the, 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 the season with Duda, but, but I don't know if they're going to uh, bring Dominic Smith, Dominic Smith up at all, uh, you know, except for like a call-up in September. I don't know. Right. Do they predict him at a, a year away? The Mets, the Mets love the word development. They love saying we're going to develop them, we're going to develop them, we're going to develop them. And it, it takes years and years and years, and it never seems to get done. Yeah, Wheel is yeah, a perfect I agree with you, Alan, that I think the only way Smith finishes, I think he could if Duda has, like, a hurt, gets hurt or has a really bad year. Because I mm-hmm. think even if he got hurt, the Mets ain't even going to go right to Dominic Smith first. The Mets will probably put Flores there for somebody else for a little while. But I actually, I mean, that, that's a good question. It wouldn't stop me in, like, August to September if Smith got called up. Yeah, well, well that's what I think, too. Um, I Depending what, what kind of season he's having, especially if he's having if they an need, average if they season, need something. you know, maybe they need a right. they need a lift somewhere, and they got they need a call up, and they need a lift, and they call him up, you know. Right. I, I would, I would I'd like, like to see him at some point for whatever reason. I just want to see him with the rest of the major league players, with Walker and Cabrera, and maybe Reyes at third, and see him, and not so much pressure on him, other hitters in the lineup, and what he can do defensively. Now, what do we have? And I hate when they say we got somebody good. And it's like three years in the minors, and we're still not seeing them. In my opinion, I start to think they're not that good. Like, star players don't spend their career in the minors. No, it sounds like almost a Wheeler thing, right? He's a, he's a career minor league player. He never really yeah, like They have to be careful. With, we're developing guys one season, two seasons, three seasons. You're pushing it now. The guy should be good already. Yeah. You know, look at T.J. Rivera. He's come up at second. He looked good. You know, guys, when they come up, should look good. They should look like they know the game. If they've been in the minors a couple of seasons, and they're going to be solid major league players. They shouldn't come up and be lost. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think think Smith and Rosario are both going to be on the team next year. I think after this year, Dude is gone and Cabrera is going to be gone. And then two are going to be up. I, I agree, though. I think it was a bad move to sign Walker. I would have, you know, you could have Flores, you could have Reyes, you could have whoever there. I, I would have got a true backup for third base and spend that money elsewhere. Well, now they're talking about signing Walker to a three year deal. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They wouldn't be going to rip up. No, well, actually what it was going to be is they were going to rip up the $17 million he was getting this year. He would have took a little less this year, but got a couple of extra years. It was going to be like a three-year, $39 million. So his salary would have went down to $13 million this year. But the funny thing is, three-year, $39 million, that's the exact number that Murphy asked the Mets for, and if they said no. <laughs> well, I got a question for you guys. Is Murphy going to repeat? Is I Murphy think it'd be hard player, for Murphy to was... repeat the same numbers he had last year, personally. What? But he'll, he'll put up solid numbers. He, he, he always has. He puts up, up solid numbers, numbers and solid batting He won't match what he did last year, I don't think. I think he'll still do better than any, than he did with the Mets, like have a better year than he had with the Mets, like more homers right. or whatever. But I don't think he'll match last year. Last year he had, he had a really sick – he had a great year last year. 
Um, yeah, he had an, an MVP type season, right? I mean, that's really what. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was. He was. He, he. I mean, when you look at his numbers, I mean, he rivaled Cespedes offensively. When now I know the home runs weren't there, but everything else was. Right, and batting average was like forty points more, I think. Than who? Cespedes. I thought so. Didn't he have a three thirty or something? Three thirty six? Or am I smoking? Uh, am I not thinking of it correctly? Well, he might have. Who you choosing between who I want? My I'm talking about what. What average did Murphy finish with? Home runs and RBIs versus Cespedes. Yeah, I'll tell you Murphy's stats in a minute. Give me one second. As we're talking, but uh, here's here's my other question to you guys. David Wright, how many games will he start at third base? Not pinch hitting, start at third base. Is this over or under 10? Pick, pick a number. Let's see who's closer. I'm going to say 20 the most. I'm going to say 20. I'll just say 20. What do you say, Helen? Yeah, 20 is not a lot of games. No. But that's probably ballpark what I realistically see for him. I, I just don't see him playing third base. So you know, you're saying 20? I think Reyes is on third base. Not, I actually, I actually tell you, I don't think Reyes... You don't want it right. to be more. We don't want it to be more, so that's not good. No, it's not even good for his personal health at this point. I, I, did you feel what I feel a little bit with right? It's like, what are they thinking at this point? We're trying to just force a guy to play or he won't give up? When for his yeah, own I think personal it's him. He health, he should have already. Yeah, he won't I give up. I think he wants to give up. I actually think there's a good chance that he won't come back. And I'll give you the two factors. I don't think it's in David Wright's personality to quit, but I also think um, he has a brain. And he's going to see Reyes and how well he does at third base and how accomplished he is and what it means to the team. And I don't think he's going to want to be compared to him because I don't think it'll even be a close comparison. So I think just by virtue of I can't be effective ball player, I can't really contribute um, the, the way I want to contribute. Um I don't know, but you're asking a guy to walk away from seventy-eight million dollars, so you know, it's not going to happen. Now, if the Mets maybe worked out a buyout with him and maybe gave him a little more than half, maybe they could work something out with him. I don't know. I'm I'm just saying that I I don't think he's the look, look. If I'm a ball player and I was at one point in my life, and 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 it happened to me. When when after I played high school, and I went into softball, and I was a, I was I thought I was a pretty decent shortstop, <clears throat> and when I got to about thirty two years old, maybe my last two seasons, younger kids joined the team. They were better than me. I moved. I moved to second base. It wasn't about ego. It was about I want to win. I seen. Now I was the manager of the team. I could do whatever I wanted. Nobody cared. Yeah. You know, nobody might not have said anything to me, but. My conscience said, wait a second, this guy's a little better range, a little better arm, he's a little quicker hands, a little quicker feet, what am I doing? I'm not going to hurt the team 
for my ego. And I didn't. Now, I think you're talking about money involved and a lot of other things. But I also think David Wright has a conscious. I think the people, the med organization, this is, you know, this is our time to strike. This is our time to put the flag in the ground. You know, they they might not want, you know, he might not want to be the guy getting in the way. And and I don't know about that because I think you're right. There's a lot of money, um, you know. There's a lot of money. I'm sure he wants to be part of, in some shape or form, a World Series run again. And he's got to feel like this team is going to make a run at it. Run you know, what, Alan, it. you're you're right. It's hard. You're right. You're right. But it's if you can, if you can, if you can, and if you feel you can contribute. I don't think he's stupid. I don't think he's stupid at all. I, I you know, I I, I, I think the most likely scenario is going to be if him he, he come a couple of more times if he comes back and he don't get. Uh, <laughs> Goes down again. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, keeps but you, going you, down you like a couple of remember, more times. You also have to remember the effort it takes him at this point last year, so a year older now, last year, to just get on the field. They said the yeah. guy was stretching for three and a half to four hours. He was. He used to take batting practices, 150 swings each time in the cage, and take and take 50 to 75 ground balls. He was doing three and a half hours of stretching, only swinging about ten times in the cage and taking a half a dozen ground balls because he couldn't physically do it. I don't know. I think that... Part of him has got to know he's at the end. Part of, It's not even he's, being at the end. Know, part of him has clear. to know, has to look at somebody else like Ray is taking... Look, if they didn't have a third baseman, a journeyman third baseman, then he might say, wait a second, I could be more effective than that guy. I could help out... I could help this team out, you know, better than that guy. But if you get Reyes there, just say you get Reyes there. I don't think there's any way in his conscience he could look and say, I could be a better contributing factor than him. I don't think he can. And it's not that he's ashamed about it. It's not like like he didn't get hurt and his skills diminished. I mean, that's what happened to me. It wasn't like I was hurt. I might just skills diminished, right? Or the younger guys had better skills than me, whatever. There's no shame he got hurt. You know, it, it, it's a different. It's different if if you just if you just get old, right? And 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 somebody comes along who's better than you. This is there's a reason for him not being able to play anymore. He's first. To me, there's no okay. shame in hurt. There isn't. I think the shame yeah, is if you try to prolong it and you make yourself, you know, you, you make yourself a liability. That's the shame. But that's yeah, you've got opinion. a fine line with that, right? You've got a fine, yeah. exactly, a fine line with that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure secretly the Mets would like them to make that type of decision, but he, you know, they're not going to force it publicly. Yeah. Because they, you know, they don't. So, so what do you guys think, what do you guys expect from the Granderson-Bruce combo? You know, before you was gone, I'm going to just say, I expect, I think Bruce is going to bounce back and have a pretty good year. I actually expect Bruce to have a good year. I'm a little more worried about Granderson because in one of these years, as you age, you're going to just hit that wall, and I just, you don't know when it's coming. And it ain't like he's so great all season anyway. Usually, usually he's terrible in April, if I recall, right, Alan? Yeah, bad first half, good second half. That's been Granderson. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think I I, I think I expect more. I think Duda is going to give us more than Granderson for sure this year. 
I mean, Granderson's such an I'm interesting... Sorry, Bruce. I meant Bruce. I meant Bruce, Bruce. not Zuda. Bruce. Yeah, Granderson's yeah. an interesting thing. I just feel he's part of why we're playing catch-up, at, you know, by the All-Star break, and then he's part of why we catch up. It's tough with him, so maybe he shouldn't play so much the first half. Like, I don't know. Whenever you sit him, he seems to hit a home run and win a game, so I'd find a way to utilize him best. And probably not as a starter. Yeah. And Bruce, you know, yeah. I think Bruce, I really expect Bruce to bounce back. Me too. Me too. I don't think he could be as bad as what we've seen last year. I think he came in he had and he was cold and, and he put some pressure on himself or whatever happened. But I definitely think he's a better player than what he showed. So I think we really started seeing the real Bruce towards uh, in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, he started. Well, getting, uh, he had one good game or whatever. I mean, I don't know about the real Bruce. Of, you know, but, no, but even like down the stretch, and then in that playoff game, he did good. But down the stretch, in the, the last week, he did good too. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I guess. I mean, he, he look. He could be a very dominating player, but he has to hit. You know, two forty. 30-plus home runs, 90-plus RBIs. If not, you know what, we got, you know, he's a liability in the field. What what would we like out of him by the all-star break? 40-plus RBIs? If he has 40-plus RBIs hitting 245, I'm very happy. I would say, say, yeah, 40 to 50 RBIs that we're happy. I think he could have – I mean, listen, wasn't it last year at the all-star break he had like 65 – he had more. He had more than any play. I thought he had close to. Yeah. He was leading the league, right? Yeah. He was leading the league. He had a great first half. So if he does anything like that, hopefully he won't be chasing, you know? We'll be right there in the first place, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe now they have to settle into New York and everything, you know? The run boys, look, have a wonderful uh, uh, rest of the Sunday. Enjoy yourself. Stay nice and warm. I still have snow on the ground over here. Usually at this point <laughs> yeah. in the season, I'm I'm fooling around in the yard. Now I'm standing out here freezing. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> Yesterday was nice. Today it's cold. It just doesn't stop. Absolutely. I, it's wearing, nice. t- yeah. I was wearing a T-shirt yesterday. <laughs> Sounds good, my friend. Look, guys, have All a right, great man. Sunday. I'll be listening. Too, All right. And I, I, I really Thanks, like right, a Dr. A, the smooth operator. You like that song, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Bye, bye. All right, guys. Alan. Yeah, Alan. You're still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's just talking about Murphy before. So Murphy hit 346 last year with 25-104. Oh, okay. 25 home is 104 RBI. Right? And then... So he was comparing it to Sexers, right? Let me see. Let's call it Sexers. It's a stat. One second. It's amazing that the season's only a week away. Yeah, it is hard to believe. You know, I... I I'll tell you, between the two of them, Murphy and Cespedes, even if Murphy had better numbers, per se, I don't think he ever impacted the Mets lineup the way Cespedes. Oh, no. Well, so there, there, there's stats, and then there's everyone else's stats when you're in the lineup. 
and Murphy has always been a, a great, solid, can hit 300 and over 300 guy. But it's he was always a singles hitter until till he started with the home runs right at the end of the last year we had him. Then he had his breakout year. But even even on Washington, did he have that impact? You know, did Harper like, have a breakout year, or did his numbers actually kind of tank compared to what he normally does? I, I don't know if he has the impact where when Cespedes is playing, the other Mets seem to hit a little better. They seem to be part of yeah, the rally. You know, and, and, and Murphy has, like, Harper protected him. You know what I mean? Cespedes don't have a hitter like Harper with him in his lineup. You know? Right. And Harper didn't have a good year for him. But just, the, right? but just Harper being there. But just him being there is protection. You know, like – just him being in the line protection. protection. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Hall, uh, Bryce Hall, uh, had 31. So Cespedes had six more homers than Murphy, but he had uh, he had less RBIs. So he had he had 86 on, so he had 14 less uh, 19 less RBIs than Murphy. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what he had, and then uh, he had 280. He had 280. Murphy had three at 66 points lower than Murphy, but. I don't think that matters really because to me it's like you said the impact in the game and to the lineup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's we all saw it when we didn't have him. It's like there used to be Daryl Strawberry coming up to bat. That one guy, Mike Piazza, coming up to bat where everyone's looking forward to it. And there's the buzz in the stadium. You got to be at the game live to really feel that. You've been in many games. You, you felt yeah. it many times as a hitter. And we lost it for a little bit. And Beltran and Delgado a little bit. And Cespedes, boom, it's back. And minus that, I don't know if he can win a World Series, you know. And this this is probably our best offensive team in a long time as far yeah, as the amount of home runs. Right? We yeah. set a record for home runs last year. With Jay Bruce playing a whole year, there's a potential to reach that number again, possibly break it. You know, so you're right. We're going to score runs. Yeah, especially if Duda plays because he'll hit more homers than we got at first base last year, most likely, too, right? Right. With him, it's the back okay. issue, and I, I, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna get out of him. That's just how I feel with him. You know, he, he came back at the end of last year, hit a home run, and thought we're gonna get something. Boom, he's sitting back on the bench, back issues. I don't know if it's a, never gonna go away. How many games is he gonna play? You know, I don't know. You know, like Matt's, like we're saying, how many starts is he actually gonna make every year? Tenderness, elbow, nothing major, nothing to shut him down for the year. But something always seems to be hurting. It's, it's just constant, like constant nagging injuries, you know? Yeah, well, if they don't skip starts, they know it's going to be a big problem. So they skip starts with them. And Matt, Matt, Matt's, had, Matt's has had surgeries, too, you know? It ain't like Matt is some healthy, you mm-hmm. know, I never get hurt type of guy, you know? No, he's I miss starts every season guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just when you see yeah. him have a good game, you're like, wow, you know? he's And... and Lefties, you give them more, more time. You know, it's just more rare. So he's going to get his chance every time he's healthy. He's going to get his chance until they give up on him. But I don't, I don't see the Mets doing that. Maybe he's the type of guy if he goes on a good stretch, someone offers you too much for it, you take it. You know, but that's still knowing that we have Gazelman and Lugo and. I think this year we'll learn what they really are about. Yeah, I agree. They showed a lot of promise last year. This year we'll we'll know by the end of this season if they can be in the starting rotation and we can let go of a match and move on or not. And I'll or tell if you, they're just a flash in the band. 
Giselleman, Giselleman, you know, he he came into spring training and he went in and he he earned his he earned the job, right? You know, he went out there having a nice spring and he went out there and earned his job. So he has. I mean, he he looks like a really smart pitcher, you know, almost like Degrom when in appearance with the hair and all, but he gets it done. And and then Lugo comes and he's got a lot of live movement on the ball, so it's nice to see the two of them. But Giselleman looks more like. And every day, I should be in a starting rotation kind of pitcher. Lugo, yeah, you remember last? Funny thing is, you know, base, what, get him out. Guys on base, get him out. That was Lugo. Get himself in trouble, get out of it. He has to take that step where he's not getting himself in trouble. Yeah, the funny thing is, I remember, I remember, like you know, we all, everybody's fired up about you know, oh, the whole remember the whole Wally Backman thing. Yeah, and I remember, you know, out the door when Wally Backman after he ripped apart the match, uh, but on his way out the door he did say that Giselle, Gazelman's the real deal. That he's going to be, real, he's going to be a really good starter in this league. Yeah. So that was yeah, that's looks, an interesting right. bit from Wally Backman, you know, and it looked right last year. That was before you know Gazelman really went, you know, had a good year last year. You know, like when he first got called up. So it was just interesting how that panned out, you know. And here's an interesting thing. Every year, and I know we do it, we, we bash Collins, you know, quite a bit. Are we heading into this season where Collins isn't so much of an issue right now? Only if they have a bad start, like and things really go wrong or we're losing games due to bad managerial decisions. Is, is there actually, like, enough talent on this team where a manager can yeah. kind of sit back and let him play? You know, he's just got to decide on the lineup. And there are a lot of options, and none of them are terrible. He's just got to find the order where we're going to score runs. Yeah, yeah, he's already, right, saying that he don't know his lineups yet. So that means we're already going to have 50 million lineups in the first month of the season. Yeah, uh, he, we, we got the Mets got to find what order where the, the hitters are complementing each other and having, having the highest batting average. And that's got to work out, yeah. hopefully. Sooner the better. So we're not. Why are we not scoring runs? Why did we hit one run today with this kind of lineup? And it was a home run or home run or bust. We did that a lot last year, home run or bust. And we saw in the minor leagues in TJ Rivera and everybody came up, having guys on base and then getting a home runs a lot better. You know, and having a rally sometimes. Rallies knock out pitchers. Home runs don't always. That's something I say. A guy comes in in the first inning gives up a home run. He's not coming out of the game. Third inning he's not coming out of the game get six hits in a, in a row off him, he's coming out of the game. Rallies take pitches out of the game, especially star pitchers. They give them yeah, a home run. They don't care. They stay in there. So you got to like, make them throw pitches. you got to make guys throw pitches. Throw pitches, exactly. Have quality at-bats whether you get a hit or not. you got to make them throw pitches. Is exactly right. So you don't have a star oh. pitcher in there, and it's the fourth inning, and they've thrown minimal amount of pitches. So to me, the Mets are gonna have could have a problem too with this. You know, their pitchers run up big pitch counts early, and they can't go deep into games. And now they got to go to this bullpen early, especially with familiar out. You know, could be a problem too. But hopefully, you know, hopefully the, the start, especially I think Syndergaard and Degrom look really good right now. So I, I don't I don't see any problems them right now. But you know, Harvey obviously. 
you know, all right, Harvey got through his last game. He was throwing 96, even though the results weren't great again, but at least he was throwing 96. You know, but Max now, the Max, the Max news is pretty, you know, is upsetting, you know, because we don't want to see that right before the season now, you know. Right, tenderness in the elbow. Like, you don't know what that's going to be. You know, if it goes away skipping one start or if it's going to be a lingering thing, you know. And it is so early in the season that almost you would say shouldn't be happening, but that's Matt. Because I'll tell you, you know, if it ha- imagine it, it just happened. So Wheeler now ain't going to be in the rotation. Matt gets hurt, and then Harvey, for some reason, wasn't ready to start the year. So then you have Giselman and Lugo in a rotation, and then you're short a pitcher. They would get, they would be getting cleaned over letting Cologne walk. <laughs> hey, Cologne, he's, no way around it. Fan favorite, he earned it. You know, people loved him. We've seen him pitch, and he, he conducts himself, you know, well. And he reminds everybody it's a game and have fun and, and try to win. And he, he was kind of representing what baseball was about, and that's the appeal to him. A relaxed yeah. guy on the mound, whether he had a great game or a so-so game. You know, you could see the guy loved the game. I think he knows he's at the end of his career, and he's loving every moment of it. That, that's yeah. his appeal. So a bit of a shame to see him go. Not happy he went to the Braves, but... But he's a crowd favorite. Yeah. Right, and he's a crowd I mean, favorite. Maybe he'll tank there and they'll cut him. <laughs> The Mets will trade back to him at the All-Star break. <laughs> I think they did it with Kelly Johnson two years in a row with the Braves. Yeah, right? Braves like trading players back to the Mets. Instead of just signing him last offseason and keeping him, they wait till halfway through the season to get him back. <laughs> it's it's yeah, going to so. be an interesting year with the Mets. And they, as we know, spring... It's hard to judge 100%, so you're kind of looking at things differently. Pitches aren't necessarily – they're working on pitches. You kind of want to see that your team can hit, you know, and score some runs. You look at minor league score – you know, the spring scores, seven runs, eight runs, 12 runs. A lot of runs get scored in spring training. A lot of it is a lot of pitches that aren't ever going to pitch or pitching. You know, and your hitters can take advantage of that. Yeah, they just throw in any, you know, the guys that'll be in single A ball in like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got young but pitchers trying to show the best stuff, but veterans just say, hey, I want to work on one pitch, and that's all they're throwing in the spring. Yeah, now the last week of the season, I mean, the spring training, now it's like you got a couple of last position battles for, like, who's going to get the last outfield spot, the last. You know, infield spots. Who's going to be the backup catcher? Or who's going to be the last guy in the bullpen? You know, those type of guy battles now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. So these mean these starts and opportunities mean a lot to a lot of players across the league. You know, being on a roster, not being on a roster, being in the majors, another year back to the minors. It means a lot. It means a lot to this team and every team, I'm sure. And it, and it gives it gives Terry Collins a chance to uh, to change his lineup another every day this week. <laughs> he must he must love spring training. He must love spring training because he gets to put a new lineup in every day. Every day, you know, other teams you find out what works, who has the highest batting average with this guy hitting behind him, and you kind of stick with it. It's not been Collins' thing. 
Braves played a match at one o'clock today on Channel Eleven. So, right, and it's Harvey's last start or second to last start, maybe. It's Harvey's last, like probably his last, or maybe it's the second. Yeah, because he's not going to start until the the end of the following week, probably. So yeah, it's probably he'll probably have one more start this weekend, but mm-hmm. during you know towards the end of this week. But yeah, but still, you would expect them to at least try to get five at five innings out of him today, because this is the time where. You want to extend your pitch and pitch down to make sure they can right. do it during the season, you know. So you might see you right. might see five innings out of them. If, I mean, if he can last five innings, we'll see five innings, mm-hmm. you know. So. And now is where what you said he threw ninety six. We kind of want to see that start coming up. You know, last if you remember last spring he was throwing ninety eight, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's back!" And everyone got all excited, and he was burning out his arm and needed another surgery. And you know, we kept starting him when we probably just should have. Set him, but you didn't know. Let him work through this. Work through this was the mentality. It seemed to be the right thing to do, but clearly his season was done before it started. This year, the spring's been kind of opposite. He's not throwing nineties rarely. I guess just showing little windows that he can. But he's. You hope it's not because he can't. I'm hoping it's by choice. You know, slowly working his yeah. arm. And, you know, a lot of like I, I've said this before. A lot of your best pitchers have horrible springs. You know, Pedro Martinez, he didn't care about spring. He wasn't going to go and throw all his best pitches out, you know, in spring and yeah, it's a long yeah. season. So I'm hope, I got to hope with Harvey, that's a little bit of it. But coming off the of last season, we're struggling. He didn't quite have his mojo as the expression would go. You could see it, yeah. you know, on his face on the mound. You know, all that has got to come back with him, you know, to be the Harvey that we won in a game elimination situation. He did lock that at the end of the year. You could see frustration on his face. Doubt, you know, was something two seasons ago. Doubt was not an expression that he showed, doubting himself. So it'll be an interesting ride with him this year. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I wonder, you know, you got to wonder, like, will you you ever have that feeling, like, when Harvey – but Harvey used to come to the mound at, you know, Harvey Day feeling, will that ever come back again, you know? Right. This, this, uh, you hate to say make or break season with it, but, I mean, it easily could be. It could be another so-so year. It could be a bounce-back year. And from what we've seen, is there even any way to predict it? No, right? We have to see him get out there and pitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's. Yeah, it hasn't been enough great to say, oh, no, he's on, and it hasn't been enough bad to say he's going to have a bad year. It's been a spring. You know, he's going out there and working on things. We'll see when the season starts with him. We'll yeah, probably know if he starts. Today, you know, 96, 95, 96 again, or if he dips back down to 91, 92. That'll be interesting right. to see today. Or below 90s. Below below 90s, we got a problem. (laughs) That was part of last season, 87, 88. And and it was an indication it was clearly a problem. They were trying to make him pitch through it. You know, you can always look back and I would say we didn't do the right thing. But I wouldn't have said that then. Letting him get more starts and trying to work it out seemed to be the right thing. You know, they kept saying he's the kind of guy he's got to get back out there. But you also got to know when, no matter who they are, it's making them fall apart a little bit. 
I thought last year he was falling apart a little bit. Maybe he's the kind of guy that yeah. starts in a row. Got to get it Maybe back. Is the whole case. Yeah. We need him. That's, that's the bottom line. No, we definitely we need him. Fans are going to be rooting for him. You know, no one wants to see him do bad. We we know the value. Him having a good season can mean a World Series. That's the reality of it. He's, he can be that dominant. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you have a healthy Syndergaard, DeGrom, and Harvey, you know, those three could go with anybody, you know? Right. They can go with anybody, and they can win your postseason games. When you're in a five-game series and you're facing those three, Mets got a shot. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. You have a chance to win every game because of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's because Elman and Lugo, we like them, but, you know, you're going into the game with your fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, as as opposed to people showing up saying this guy can win, you know it's, it's different. They're good. Every fan likes Gazelman and Lugo, but then I, I don't know how you put it. They haven't earned it yet, you know. They're just promising pitchers, but a lot of promise, and they look great. But you have to do it over. You have to do it over a couple of seasons and be consistent. Fans can turn on them in any minute with a couple of bad starts. <laughs> Couple of bad starts, like send him back to the mine and he's done. Yeah, where the other guy? Yeah, Harvey. We kept giving him chances. If he wasn't Harvey, that would have never happened. Yeah, you wouldn't call him a bum. You're just saying he's done or he's not done. But we know he's not a bum. So with these guys, flash in the pan or not, we already said we'll know by the end of the year. Harvey, I would say within three to five starts, will could define his season. Well, you know, if he's going to show signs. Worst, the of, worst thing is that we don't want to see is like Harvey are back on the DL early in the season or something. That's like the, the right. last thing anybody wants to see, you know. Right, because then we'll have Matt's down, possibly on and off, and him down. And then we're looking at Kazoman and Lugo in the lineup, and then we're, we're out of depth. So. And really, what we're looking for is to get off to a hot start here, if possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of wanted Gazelle and Lugo like, to be our long relief guys, middle inning guys, kind of a little bit of a weak spot, but not if those are your pitchers. Yeah, now we'll start in, who's going to pitch in middle relief now? And, right. you know, we'll look at Montero and. You know, all of a sudden the pitchers start getting hurt, you know, pitchers start getting hurt, and uh, Darno can't throw out any base runners. Luke, the dude, his back hurts again. All of a sudden you got problems now, right? Jay Bruce is one for 30. (laughs) Jay Bruce is one for 30. You know, things like that happen. All of a sudden you got problems, you know. Grace pulls his hamstring. Grace pulls his hamstring trying to beat out a bunt hit or something. Hey, look, look, last year, prior to Reyes, and, and you knew, we hoped when we signed him to be a spark, would he help liven the team up, bring a little energy to the dugout? You know, we didn't have Walker hitting any home runs, and Reyes did exactly everything you'd want a signing to do for a clubhouse and for results. You know, so if he goes down and Jay Bruce is going over for 30, and then dude is not there to hit any home runs, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem that could deteriorate and happen right in front of you rather quickly. Yeah, no, I'm just hopeful. Nobody, all those pieces don't nobody have to Nobody can underestimate the impact 
you know, nobody can underestimate the impact that Ray has had when he came last year. You know, that's just, you know. Like you, like well, you said, on the, field, on the field and in the dugout, you know. And in the dugout. He was clapping his hands and fired up. And, you know, we're going to have him, Bruce, Espinus, you know, three power names in the lineup, three names in the lineup. It's, I'm excited about it. But I also could see where things could go horribly wrong due to injuries or not so much Jay Bruce injuries, just Jay Bruce 0 for 30. Um, yeah, now listen, we're just talking about negatives hypothetically. Now, me personally, I think the Mets got a good chance, as any. Obviously, but so does Vegas with the odds they made, you know, that the Mets were one of the favorites. So, you know, the Mets are yeah. definitely one of the favorites. But we're just pointing out that there's these are the things we're pointing out are the things that could you know, derail, derail this. Yeah, that could derail yeah. that happening. Like, that's. That's going to be the reason they don't win. If they don't win, these are the reasons, in my mind, right. that are going to be, you know, the big factors, you know. You kind so. of need all that happening at once. <laughs> and then they're not the team. But when you look at the team on paper, this is a competitive team. This is a team that should be in it in October. Yeah. Let me ask you something, too. What do you, what's your take on the Yankees? Just for the Yankee fans listening out there, too. You know, what I said before is I just think the pitch, their starting pitching is just not deep enough, you know, for me to compete with the teams. But, you know, and they're young. They're going through Carver rebuilding, although they still have a lot, plenty of veteran professional hitters. So, but, you know, mm-hmm. they got a lot of youth. So, to me, the Yankees, and they got, they got a really good bullpen. To me, they're mm-hmm. the opposite of the Mets. Like their, their starting pitching is weak, but they got a great bullpen. Where I think the Mets got a great starting rotation, but their bullpen is is a little shaky, especially with Familia suspended. You know, the suspension right. coming. But what, what do you think yeah, of, yeah. with the Yankees? I try my best not to follow them, but they're the New York team, right? You, you saw it at the end of last year. They made a push. You know, the, the catcher, Sanchez, right, came up, 17 home runs, and there was some excitement going on at Yankee Stadium. And now it's a matter yeah, of it's like, a new season. It's like, kind of like a breath of fresh air for Yankee fans to get, like, those new new faces, you know? Yeah. We'll see if they pick up where they left off or, you know, struggle in the first half. Like, that's kind of wherever I see them. as They're an in-between. I won't say they'll have a bad season. Or I can't say they won't have a good season. They, no, they, I think they'll definitely compete for a playoff spot. I don't, mm-hmm. don't know if they're going to have enough pitching to hit, get that wild card spot. But, you know, they're also a team that has the resources and the ability, and they've done it, to go out and get players they need when they need them, you know. So yeah. that's another thing you got to look out for. Yeah, if they're in it and they figure they're one or two spots away, they'll go out and go and get it. They're not the Mets in that case. There's something yeah, like if they got an opportunity to get a big player that could help them that's making a lot of money, they don't care about the money. They're going to just get the player. Right. When the Mets would have to, the Mets would have to move a salary to, you know, move like Jay Bruce just to bring in another salary, you know. Right. It's going to be a great baseball before, season. It really is. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you quickly about in the NFL, any Steeler, any Pittsburgh news going on? Stealing news out there. Stealing news. We still got D'Angelo Williams hanging around. They sign right now. Davis, uh, so running back. Sense about maybe Giant fans would have some comments on him, right? 
Wasn't he a Giants cornerback? Cornerback? Um, Who? Sensabau? Who? Cody Sensabau? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was from the Giants. When we speak to Dudu Brown, I'll ask Dudu Brown about him. Yeah. It says Steelers at veteran corner. So I don't don't know enough about him to know if it's a good signing, a leadership issue, you know, why they bring him in. We have young corners on the team. Might be the reason. And maybe if your your other buddy comes on, we sign some wide receiver from the Buffalo Bills. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That seems to be... They get, they have not reinstated Montavis Bryant yet, so I think the Steelers are trying to get a, a tall receiver in the lineup in case he's not there week one. Oh, okay. Well, we know and how that, Ben works with those tall receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, we know Ben works with those tall receivers. And, you know. And then, you know, the draft's coming, so then you fill, you try to fill the rest of your whole, whatever holes, you know, you got that's in the draft as well. Hopefully, you know, get a couple of starters out of the draft. Obviously, key, especially early, you want to try to land a couple of starting players, you know, out of, out of, in the first two rounds at least, if not the first right. three rounds. But definitely, definitely, listen, it don't always work that way. Guys tank, you know, mm-hmm. guys end up not being as good as you think, you know, and stuff like that. But that, that's right. what they got to hope for. You know, so, but you know, Pittsburgh's always the team that's going to be in the mix, and you know, there is, you know, it's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping between Brown, uh, Bell, Martavis Bryant back, um, Green playing tight end, hopefully for the season, there's enough offense there to compete with the heck of a good team, the Patriots. Like, and, and I, I think you had mentioned this at work or something. Uh, Patriots got to be the favorite again going into next season, and what offense is out there to compete with them. And I would, in my mind, and I'm a Steeler fan, so, but I think Steelers and Raiders are the next tier right under them that have a shot to compete. It's a long season. Guys get hurt. You know, you can never say anything so early. But right now, those are the two teams below them. And then you got a slew of teams that, depending what they do in the draft, you know, you move up or you move down. But Patriots, and I hate saying it, I would have them as the favorite again. Yeah, it's just amazing. But you got to just hope. You know they're going to be in the playoff no matter what, right? So you just got to hope yeah. that you can bump them off or somebody bumps them off somewhere. Because, listen, it's happened, you know. And they like to say he's won, he's won every playoff game, but, you know, he's lost two. So. But yeah, I don't, I don't see the Bills and the Jets tough, doing damage to, to them. It's a tough task. It's a tough task, you know. I don't even think – and Miami's improved their team a lot, and but New England's improved their team even more. So, you know, I think Miami still yeah. could be a playoff team possibly. You know, wild card, they'll fight for a wild card. They got a chance. You know, like, you know, but I, I don't think uh, they're going to win the division. I, I think New England, you know, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it's New England. So, so, so anybody proves otherwise, how can you think any other way? You know, right? You know, yes, that's my stance on that team. <laughs> I like you know. what I see Raiders and Steelers, but until they beat them? Yeah, the Raiders and Steelers, to me, yeah, are the, are the two biggest threats right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, Kansas City maybe, but and Miami in, in the next kind of – and he, I, the thing is Houston and Denver pops right up to the what top they do if they get about. Romo. If they get Romo, right? So that's another thing yeah. to look for. Look, so they're, Those they're saying teams now are there, but the Romo's saying, 
they're saying now that Romo's saying if he either wants to go to the Texans or retire. So if he he, he, yeah. he ain't ends up if he don't even end up a Texan, he's going to retire. That's interesting. Wow. So that, that so he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave the area. That yeah. Like. Yeah. So tell me, you don't even really want to go to Denver either. Right. Well, Texas didn't they have the number one defense at least in the AFC last year. Yeah, and they got one of the best receivers, and they got a good running back so, and a good tight end. Yeah. So right, and, you know, and, like, and they had the number one defense, and JJ Watt was hurt, so they have Watt back this year too. So right. You could see where a quarterback would want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you know it's the exact, the only spot they need, you know. Right. So. Make, All right. Makes sense. Let, see what happens. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Makes well, sense. Yeah, we'll see what happens there with Romo. Something's going to happen with him before the draft. Later. You would think it's going to happen yeah. before the draft at some point, you know. Right. Jerry Jones just needs to cut, you know, cut the cord already and move on. Well, he should. I mean, the Cowboys have moved on, I think, you know. And do the right thing for Romo. He's been a good guy for you. Be a, do the right thing. Let him go pick his team and, you know. So. Right. And him playing on Texan is not going to keep the Cowboys out of any kind of postseason run. Yeah. NFC, NFC, right? Yeah. Worst that happens is they face each other in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, Houston versus Dallas, the Battle of Texas, Romo versus the Cowboys, that would be pretty crazy. Right. Imagine, would he be beat Dallas. Imagine, he, imagine he beat Dallas in the Super Bowl, how bad that would be for Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a scenario. That would be the worst. Jerry Jones would go nuts. You get rid of him because he can't quite get you there. He goes to a team and beat you. Yeah, Jerry Jones would go nuts. I don't see that happening, but it would. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening, but it would be funny. All right. I'm going to let you go. Thank you for calling. Thanks you know, for right. calling in, talking baseball, Mets, you know, doing some football as well, and talking the youth sports and all that before. So definitely a good conversation. Right. Thanks again. All right. You got it. I hope, like, hope you like your new song. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you too. Till next week. Thank you, man. All right. Alan from Overage, always a great segment. Call it in. Padman was on with him as well. The Met Roundtable. We had two thirds of the, we had three quarters of the Met Roundtable. And, uh, you know, we did some Mets and, uh, you know, did a little football there as well. And uh, talked youth sports, which was really a good conversation as well. And uh, so, really good conversation all around. Definitely get ready for the season. I'm gonna take a quick commercial. Then I have a phone. Then I have a, a caller. I'm gonna take, and then I'm gonna to go to. Uh, I gotta do my baseball preview. I'm gonna do the fantasy preview next week now on the show because we had a good couple good segments today that went a little long. So I'm gonna do the fantasy next week, my fantasy uh, rankings. But I am gonna do my uh, baseball preview and predictions today. So I'm gonna give you my predicted standings and. Uh, you know, playoff matchups, winners, World Series winner, and I'm going to predict, uh, you know, some awards, off-season awards. So I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Going to take a quick commercial, and I'll be right back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. 
That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. Two hours in the books. Going to do my uh, baseball uh, predictions. I got to get. I got a call. I'm going to get to first, and uh, you know, then I'm going to get to my predictions in a couple of minutes. And then, uh, as we have, we're less than an hour left in the show, so I got to going to get through my predictions. So, so far we did a lot of baseball. Obviously, we did some March Madness, and. Uh, also got to later on. I want to try to before I get off the air. I want to update uh, the Mojo Sports Bracket Challenge. Also want to just remember remind everybody about the the Mojo uh, co-host uh, little uh, contest we're doing, and then getting a big uh, 
a lot of people uh, send their messages, a lot of people enter in the contest, okay? It was actually a lot more people than I thought were going to enter, and it's, but it's actually great, and I'm excited, and uh, we're going to pick a random person, and there's people on there I don't even know, which makes it even better, and it'll be, like, really fun. I mean, I hope anybody, it'll be great, whoever it is, it's going to be great. We're going to have a great time. But it's cool to see, like, all different people throwing their names in there. So uh, it'll be interesting when we're going to pick that on April 15th. So that's going to be a lot of fun, picking that random drawing. And then uh, May 13th, they'll be doing the show with me. So that's going to be a great time. So, all right, so we're going to get to the phone lines, and then I'm going to do my uh, my baseball uh, predictions. Well, first, let's get to the next caller. What's up, Magic Mike? What's going on? What's going on, Mr. Mojo? How are you today? Doing good. How are you doing? All right. Is it Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> Today's Sunday. Yeah, I know. You said it's Saturday being on, the, on me on Saturday. Oh, yeah, right? that's all right. Any Anytime we get Mojo, it's cool to either Sunday or uh, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Thank you, know. you, my man. So, I know so, you're excited. Uh, so, yeah, so what's going on with you, Mr. Mojo? Not much, just hanging, talking baseball. I know you're excited that baseball's, uh, you know, baseball's up, is back. Yeah, with, you know, yeah. Um, before we get into baseball, though, I just want to uh, comment on something that Dr. A had said. He said that the uh, the Steelers signed my, um, what do you call, my, uh, a, a, a wide receiver of mine. And, uh, yeah, the... The, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, signed Justin Hunter, and uh, I'm excited for him to go there. I think he's going to do great there. I think Ben is going to be, you know, Ben he, Ben's going to be able to use him in some good spots. Yeah, no, listen, and, you know, definitely a good move for Pittsburgh. You got another good receiver in there, and you know, good move for to go play with a you know Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it's definitely a good 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 move for them. Very good moving, and you know, you know, um, his stats were really good. I mean, he had ten receptions, he you know, for 189 yards. He averaged 18.9. I mean, his longest reception was 64. He had four touchdowns. I mean, so and he's six four, and he's six four, and he's a you know, he he's just uh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be a good receiver, and I'm I'm glad. And also, I just heard some breaking news. The NFL has changed the New England Patriots. So next season, New England is going to be out of AFC, and they're going to be in the NFC. 
They're going to be in the NFC East, so they're actually out of our division. So maybe now we can go and win a uh, we can win a Super Bowl. <laughs> we can only wish. Yeah, but that happened. You know, it's so funny that happened with uh, that happened with Indi- Indianapolis. Remember when Indianapolis was in our league? Yeah, yeah, they moved them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy when, yeah, when they, they realigned them. it that other time. Yeah, I was, and then that all was a of a sudden, time look ago. At, yeah, and then look at what happened. And then look at what happened. Actually, it's so funny. Uh, when they moved them, I was at an Islander game, and uh, and I got a, uh, and and somebody somebody next to me said, uh, "What do you call? Did you hear that that uh, that they're out of the league?" I said, "Out of our division." I said, "Get out of here!" I said, "Sure enough, yep." So, but uh, you know that's but you know that's that's for football season. I am excited. Today I was telling my mother, actually today we were talking about it at the breakfast table. I said, I can't wait. It's coming back. And she said, what? I said, baseball. I said, you know. Well, the automatic play the Braves tonight. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be watching the game. Um, and who did, who did uh, Dr. A say that he hopes uh, tanks when they go to the Braves, when he goes to the Braves? Who did he want to tank? Oh, Cologne, the guy who left the Mets. <laughs> Bartolo Cologne. Oh, get. Oh yeah. All right. I I I got that. Yeah, I I could get I I could get that. I don't I don't know. You know. You know. I I could I guess I don't know. He, he did he not no, do he, good for the Mets? He said it as a that... joke. He says no. He said oh. it as a joke because he does bad, and then they cut him, and the Mets pick him back up. Yeah, that will probably happen. They did it with Kelly Johnson. Yeah. I think Kelly Johnson set the record for the most go-backs. Two years in a row, the Mets got him. Yeah, and, and Kelly Johnson's a good player. I like, always liked Kelly. Good, good player, but, you know, good yeah. baseball player. I like Kelly. I liked him when he first came up with the Braves. I liked him after the Braves. I, I'm glad, uh, you know, Kelly's good. I like Kelly. But, I can't so what do you feel about baseball. the Braves this year? How do you feel about the Braves this year? Well, I mean, I, I just like I said, you know, I just hope they, I, I hope they get out of the, the off the schneid with uh, with uh, when unlike last year. My God, they did horrible. They did they did horrible that game. I think they they lost for what like twelve games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the year. You know, uh, uh, my feeling is that my feeling is this, um, you know, we got to see how how the we got to see what Snicker does, you know. We got to see uh, we have to see what the pitching does. We have to see how the hitting does. I mean, you know, baseball is a 162 game, so I can't say right now how I think they're going to do. Uh, you know, I I just think that I just think that the Braves need to. You utilize their their young farm system talent, um, you know, see how it, you know, see what the lineups look like, and we got to go from there. I mean, opening day so far, I, I know that uh, it's going to be Julio Tehran, and there are so many talks about them trading Julio, and I'm surprised that he's still with the Braves. I like Tehran, but... It was there was for a while there were talks that they that they were going to get rid of. 
Yeah, no, there was. I heard I heard a lot of rumors too that they were gonna get rid of him, but they were gonna know, get rid of him when they, they got rid of uh, they, they were gonna get rid of him a couple of years ago, uh when they when they traded uh when they made that crazy trade um with that uh with that closer that the Braves had that I liked. Hey, listen. I, I don't think it's a bad thing holding on to him. He's a good pitcher and you know, he's still young, so why not hold on to him and hope for the best? Yeah, I mean that that's what the Mets have to uh I mean that's what the Braves have to do. And it should be a good matchup opening day, Syndergaard versus Tehran. It'll be a good matchup. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, you know, I just uh it it's it's like I said, you know, so it's a one o'clock game. Hopefully the weather uh you know, the weather's good for you guys. And we'll see how that uh we'll see how that goes. I mean that's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be good. I I think the Braves are gonna come in and they're gonna you know, they gotta do something. Because they gotta because they can't uh they just gotta take it to the Mets such a and that's it. On and, and show the Mets, you know, that they we're not bums, you know, we're not complete bums. We're bums, but we're not complete bums. We're going to be hurt from this year, right? You got to tell them. Hey, I, you know, if that's what, listen, that's what they have to do. I mean, they have to be heard. I mean, they got to do it. They got to take it to them. They got to, they got to wake up. You know, they got to use their, their. Well, I don't think I don't think one game really matters in that aspect. But I think you just want to, you know, in your first ten games, ten to fifteen games, you want to, you know, try to get off to a quick start to the season for sure. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm talking about the whole year. You don't want to show them, you know, one game doesn't make even three games, ten games doesn't make a difference. 162 games a season, and your you, your season really doesn't start until uh, September. Oh, God, you could be out. No, because you could no, be out. A good, in July. a good barometer for the season is after Memorial Day. Is when it's yeah, the old season then, really and starts. Gotta, right, and then you got to really. So when you go get you into know, June is when it really starts. Man, I remember. I remember Please. going. I was going to say I remember going uh, to um, Veteran Stadium, nineteen ninety nine, the last game on a Sunday, the Mets versus Philadelphia. The Mets were the Mets didn't even look like they were going to make the playoffs, and they ended up making the they ended up making the uh, the wild card, and then of course the Braves knocked them out. Um, <laughs> of course the Braves. Uh, knocked them I out. like the way you threw it, that in. What happened? I like the way you threw that in. Of course the Braves. Well, knocked I'm just them saying, out. and then the Braves knocked them out. I mean now it's now it's a different world now. Now the Mets are handling the Braves. Yeah, no, listen, it's no, there's no doubt back then that the Braves had the Mets number. I'll, I'll definitely yeah, give you that. You know, no yeah, but you know that. what? They were close games, though. Listen, I remember one game where the Mets were pounding the crap. I mean, the Braves were pounding the crap out of the Mets. It was in 2000. And then the next thing you know, the Bra- the Mets came back and won the whole thing. I was at that game. I was at that game. The Mets scored ten runs in the eighth inning. Right? That's yeah. the one you're talking about. My phone. Yeah. My mother wanted to kill me. My phone. My house phone was ringing off the hook. That my mother wanted to punch me in the face. She goes, "How come everybody's calling you?" 
I said, my grandmother's calling me. My grandmother is going, get down my house. Hurry up. I thought something happened. I'm, I'm, because she said to me, they're never going to win. They're never going to come back. So, and then, and, then, uh, and then all my old coworkers, I was working at A&P, and all my old coworkers were calling me, and they were calling me all kinds of names. <laughs> they were pissed off. And then the next day, I had to take the train. Uh, I had to take the train. And I, I, that's when I got to see Tom Glass. I mean, uh, sorry, that's when I got to see Greg Maddox um, pitch against the Mets. I actually went to the next game. And, uh, and it was just, uh, it, it's a sight to be seen. But <laughs> my, uh, my, ex, uh, my ex-father-in-law, my ex-father-in-law used to, uh, he used to say this. He was, he was, he was fun. He was, he's really a funny guy. And the reason why I bring it up is because it pertains to the Mets and it does pertain to opening day. There was, it was in 2001 and the Braves opened up against the, the Mets. And, um, and we all, we all loved, uh, we all loved Murph. I loved Murph. Everybody loved him. He was, he was, uh, he was, he was a great, uh, great guy. And, uh, he had a, and he had a whole thing about, you know, the, the, when the, when the Mets, the Braves, anybody, anybody would be putting the Braves, you know, you hear, um, you know, if the Mets were, the Braves were up or really high and then the Mets would come, it would be like, you know, it's now nine, to, you know, it's like a home run, and they, you know, it's like nine to two. The Mets are coming back. And then, you know, the next, the next thing you'd hear, you'd hear, uh, wow, well, it's then, now. Then Piazza hit the big uh, home run. Yeah, a home run, yeah, Piazza. When Piazza hit a home run, it was like, Mike Piazza, a home run. It was like, you know. And I remember going to those games, and I remember, of course, listening to it. I, I, I'm pissed, still pissed off to this day that they're not on WFAN. The, the Mets were on WFAN forever. You know, it was just that's, that's what you got. That's what you got out of, um, out of those, the broadcasters. They were just that good. You know, but, but that's my memory, though. Like, when I, when I even, to, even to this day, when, when you know, I, I think about going to the old, the, those openers at Shea that I went to, I was lucky because, you know, there's just something about the smell in the air, and there's just something about the, 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 the atmosphere there. And, and um, I'm just hoping that you guys have a, uh, have a good day and you bring a blanket. Yeah, hopefully the weather. I wish you guys yeah, wouldn't need it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a right terrible now. thing. What? You know the weather's crazy and unpredictable, but I, I, yeah, I'm sure right. I'm sure this Hold season is going to be fun. Hey, I'm sure this season is going to be um, it's going to be fun, and I'm sure you and I are going to have some fun moments, Braves, Mets. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and sure. for all those Yankee fans out there, I just want to say the Yankees suck, baby. The Yankees suck. That's all I got to say about the Yankees and those stupid Yankee fans. What about the Yankees now, baby? Oh, baby. Chris Russo, <laughs> Mad Dog, I love him. That's the Mad Dog, it's nuts. Oh, but you know what? But you know what I met? I met Mad Dog two times, went to both of his book signings. The guy is a great guy. Loved talking about, and it, you know, he loved talking about the Braves. He loved talking about the 91 team, too. And he was a really, you know, when I, I met him at, at like Barnes and Nobles, and the guy was really, the guy was really good. But one thing, too, I'd like to say, too, to add to this before I go, 
the fact that when the Mets would win a game at a home opener, that you'd hear Yankees suck, Yankees suck. I went to two openers of Yankees, and when the Yankees when the Yankees won, that's what they would say too. You know, Mets suck, Mets suck. It'd be like, are you? You know, this is the rival. That's how the rivalries were in the back in the early like 2000s in the 90s. You know, that's yeah, how Yankees really have, Yankees. Have, I know the Yankee Stadium crowd. They have a full a few roll calls where they, you know, they'll say the Mets suck or the Red Sox suck or like you know a bunch a couple other teams suck. You know, like I know they have a few roll calls at their stadium. Their fans. Yeah, but you know that's that's, cool. that's, that's all the, fun. That's all that, part of the rivalry. That's fun, you know. Yeah, but that's but they, but that's but that's how it was. I remember going to a lot of Yankee, a lot of the interleague games, and I remember seeing the the morons when they used to get drunk and they used to start fights and stuff. And that was just not that was nonsense. There's no reason for that. You know, when you go to a game, you want to enjoy. Even with the the Islanders and the Rangers, I've, I've seen more. Yeah, yeah. I've had more people fly in my section. I almost I had a I had a like tuck and roll to get home because I was getting nervous that people were gonna crash crash into me. Um, but that's the the intensity. But I I do think though this year, looking at it this year, I think that the Braves are gonna be probably better than they were last year. So I'm hoping that the Braves they improved, they did what they had to do, they they uh. You know, let's just get well, ready I agree. for I, I for definitely baseball. think the Braves will be better than last year. I agree. I think the Braves I hope made so. some moves. I mean, if not, we're in big trouble. They got some veteran players in there. I think they made some decent moves. I mean, I don't know if we can get them in the playoffs or in the, you know, but I think the the Braves definitely improved their team. There's no well, doubt. Let about. me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Since you are you are you are uh, you are who you are, so let's ask you this. Right now, do you think the Braves are going to be better than Philly? Yeah, I'm gonna when, when you know when when our segment's over, I'm gonna do my baseball prediction. Oh, okay. yes, I do have the Braves. I, I do have the Braves ahead of Philly. Yeah. Hey, uh, this week, this week on my this week, try to call my show because we're ta- you know Wednesday night's the big night. It's the big anniversary of uh, WrestleMania three. So I'm gonna be talking a lot of WrestleMania three moments. I'm gonna be talking. Uh, of course, I'm gonna be getting everybody ready for WrestleMania. Ah. Should be fun. Yeah, maybe next week we can get you to come on here and give a little WrestleMania preview if you're free. Sure. Yeah, I would love to do. I, I'd be honored to do that. I'm, you know. Yeah. You know that'd be that'd be yeah, uh, that'd be great. I'll send you a message and we'll you know work out the time frame. And yeah, you got it. I mean, that, that, that's cool. I see uh, Gary Apple. I see, and uh, they're getting ready to call the game. This is going to be a good game today. Let's uh, good luck to the Mets, and uh, you know, let's let's finish out you know spring season training, and let's get on to the real game. Let's get on to the no show. No more injuries. Let's just stop baseball. I don't want to see any more injuries. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, I mean, but on a, on a note, though, on a note, let's just let's just do it. I'm ready. The talk is over now. Let's play the games. I'm ready for, you know, I'm ready to see how it's going to go. And the, I got my Braves hat on. I'm ready to rock, and I'm ready to roll. And WrestleMania is coming. I'm ready for that, too. It's going to be fun. Hey, uh, take care, guy, and uh, say hello to your family for me. And Mr. Mojo, thank you, buddy. Definitely, man. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks for calling us all. Anytime, anytime. I love your show. Let's just, you know, get totally driven, man. Let's, you know, get driven, stay driven. How's that one? That's it. Right?
Sounds good. All right. All right, man. Hey, oh, Thanks a lot. I sent people your way, by the way. I sent people your way for the contest. I shared your, your page. Oh, good. Thank you. All right. I figured, you know what, I'll I'll start, try to get some of, of my crazy sport nut fans to join up with you and, and, and talk sports with you and Thank go you. And the show with nice. you. It's going to be cool. It's got a lot of people yeah. doing it. It's oh, really I got cool. like 40, I think I got like 40, what did I say, like 43 wins. Uh, I'll send you a thing for that. Oh, wait, let me see. I'll do it quick. And I have, I have 43 correct picks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I went through the thing. I'm going to go through the standings. Okay, later. no problem. All right, buddy, I'll, All right. I'll talk to you next week, and uh, have a good week. All, All right. right. All right, fine. Magic Mike Ferrara, as always, calling in, talking sports, doing a great job. You can hear the show for Wrestling Out with Magic Mike Ferrara every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on Totally Driven Entertainment Network. Great wrestling show this week. He's going to be having a WrestleMania three. Uh, the anniversary show, so he's going to be talking WrestleMania three moments, you know, WrestleMania and Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, obviously, but there was a lot of great matches that caught, and, uh, you know, so he'll be talking that, and uh, he'll be on the show next week to do a WrestleMania preview as well, so I'll let everybody know what time he'll be coming on for the wrestling fans out there that want to listen into that as well, so good job by Mike, and uh, all right, so really less, on, less than a half hour left in the show, so I want to get into my baseball uh, predictions, go through some standings, you know. So I'm just going to predict the standings and the playoff matchups and the winners and all that. So last year, obviously, I had uh, – I, I actually, I, you know, obviously, I didn't hit anything last year. With my, I mean, I had some division winners, but I didn't hit, obviously, the World Series winner last year. I had Toronto winning the World Series last year, so and they didn't even make it. So, obviously – no, I didn't hit that one. But so let's see where we go this year, which direction we're going this year. So, all right. So in the NL East, I'm picking the Mets. I think just the Mets with the pitching. If the, the pitching is healthy, the hitting is there. They got really good hitting. And I think, uh, you know, I think the Mets are definitely in good shape this year, barring many injuries. You know, the, we talked about the Mets a lot today. The Nationals, I think the Nationals will be in second. I think they'll... You know they're gonna make or probably you know I am gonna give them the wild card. Uh, you know I think I think you know team won the division last year. I know Scherzer's a little banged up, but Harper had a, kind of a down year last year. Yeah, we don't expect Murphy maybe to have the same year he had last year, but you gotta expect Harper's numbers to go up. And uh, Nationals will be in the mix. You know their only issue I think is their closer right now. They don't really have a you know they have the kid Glover and and. Kelly right now, so you know that's something they, they didn't address. But I'm going to give them the second place. We're just talking with Magic Mike about the Braves. He's a Brave fan, and had the Braves in third. I think the Braves improved their team. I think the Braves are Braves are definitely to rock, ready ready to rock and roll there. So uh, you know, I think ahead of Philly and the Marlins, I think the Braves could compete for a second wild card spot if everything broke right. But I think third place for this year. They definitely made some moves to improve the team. The Phillies are putting fourth. I just think the Phillies are still too young and raw. I think they need more. You know, I think they definitely need more pitching. And uh, Phillies fourth place and the Marlins fifth place. I just think, that, you know, obviously we talk about Jose Fernandez, his tragic death, but on the field, just too big of a loss to replace as well, you know, in that rotation. So 
That's my NL East. In Central, I'm going to give it to the Cubs. I think the Cubs just got, to me, the Cubs are the most talented team in the league. I think the Cubs, you know, win the division fairly running away, most likely. Then uh, the, I have the Cardinals in second. It's just the Cardinals that know how to win games. I'm going to give the Cardinals second place. Pirates in third. Pirates will be hanging around. Scrappy battle for a wild card throughout the year as well, as well as the cards. You know, the Pirates, to me, the Pirates, Cards, Nationals, Giants are going to be the four teams battling it out. And, you know, the Mets, obviously, my, you obviously have to take the Mets to win the division, but if the Nats win the division, then the Mets would be in the wild card, right? Same, right, same thing with L.A. and San Fran. I'm going to have L.A., but I'll get to that in a minute. I have the Brewers in fourth and the Reds in the fifth. The Reds are really hurt. And, you know, I I, I think uh, you got to feel – I, I'd be surprised if Votto left. Yeah, I just think, why even bother? You might as well trade Votto, too, and completely start over because, you know, the Reds, the Reds are a really bad team right now. L.A., I have the Dodgers winning the NL West. I just think the pitching and, and uh, just the, the, this team just knows how to win games. Obviously, the Giants do, too, and I have the Giants winning the second wild card. But I do think the Cardinals and the Pirates will be right there in the battle. And we'll be shocked if the Braves are hanging around as well. And then I have Arizona in third, Colorado in fourth, San Diego in fifth. I don't think any of those three teams will be a factor in the race. I think them three, the Reds, Brewers, and the Phillies, Marlins. I think that's seven teams. Seven out of the 15 teams, I think, in in the NL, I I think they had no chance, in my opinion, this year. But we'll see. You know, the Phillies hung in there last year. They were scrappy. So maybe maybe we can give the Phillies a little more of a benefit. I just think the Phillies need more. They, They clearly don't have the pitching through the rotation. And Hellickson's a nice little pitcher, but when he's your ace, you know, that's, you know, you definitely need some help there. So I have uh, the Mets, the Cubs, the Dodgers winning the division, and then that's in the Giants is the wild card. Okay? I'm going to do the American League, then I'll do the playoff matchups, and then some uh, awards I'll give out. All right, the AL East, I'm going to pick Boston. I think the moves to get stale, especially coming off last year, they already won. I know losing a big poppy is a big loss. There's no doubt about it offensively, but they have, if you look at their line, I mean, they have plenty of hitting in the lineup, and, you know, now Hanley Ramirez becomes a full-time DH. Who, we know he's obviously not big poppy, but he's a pretty good hitter, and, you know, so I think Boston has enough to win, obviously. We'll see. I know they got to see what happens with Price, which I think is also a big factor here, but I think, I don't think, it, I think he survived a major injury here, so I think he, he should be fine. And Toronto coming in second, and then I have, uh, I know losing Encarnacion was big, but I still think Toronto takes second. I have uh, the Yankees coming in third. I think the Yankees will be battling. I think in the American League, I'm, I'm going to have, I think you have a Toronto, Yankees, Detroit, Kansas City, Texas, and Seattle probably battling it out for the two wild cards, in my opinion. <clears throat> Baltimore in fourth. I think Baltimore still can hang in there, so. I just think we have four good teams in a division. You know, some four out of the five good teams, somebody's got to lose. So, eventually, you start fading out. Tampa, obviously, I don't think. Tampa, I think the Reds in Tampa. and I think Minnesota's actually on the rise. Oakland always is scrappy. I think Tampa, Tampa's scrappy, too, but I just don't think they have enough. I think Tampa and the Reds are probably the two worst teams, in my opinion, right now. 
Hail Central Cleveland. I think Cleveland's just strong. They get strong, make good moves in the off season. We see it, you know, and in big bat. So, you know, I think uh, Cleveland wins the division. I think they got a lot of momentum, a lot of talent. So definitely going to go with Cleveland. Detroit as in second. They have the pitching. They, you know, they, Cabrera obviously can put together a big year at any point. So. You know, and J.D. Martinez, you know, they got they good school. Victor Martinez still hits. They have plenty of bats. So Detroit, I expect to be in a mix for a while. Called Kansas City, can never count them out. Obviously, they got good players, and they just a winning team. They know how to win. So Kansas City having third. White Sox in fourth. I think they'll be better. Remember last year, they had a great start, and then they kind of faded out. But I think the White Sox. The White Sox will come in fourth, and then Minnesota fifth. Although I think Minnesota definitely a team on the rise, but they're definitely a, a couple of years away, I think. So, and then in the NL West, I have Houston winning the division this year. I think Houston's going to take the division. I just think they're going to bounce back this year. Last year they got off to the slow start, and then they came on strong. The year before that, they were unreal, and I, I think this year that Houston's going to get it back together plenty of offensive talent and, you know, the good pitching. So, like you said, I think Texas definitely be second. I think they'll definitely compete and get a wild card. My two wild cards are Toronto and Texas. I'll get to that in a second. I have Seattle coming in third. I think they'll be in the mix, too. But I think they just won't have enough again. They, they, they seem to hang around and they fade every year, Seattle, you know. But then uh, for the Angels, I have the Angels in fourth. You know, they just – the Angels, they just definitely short something there. Obviously, they have Trout, but, you know, I I think the Angels definitely, their pitching ain't so deep and streets hurt, and so they got some issues going on there. And then Oakland in fifth, I just think Oakland. They'll hang, they're scrappy, you know, they're never a terrible, terrible team, but they're, uh, you know, they're definitely behind the – they're definitely behind the rest of the teams in the division in my mind. So – so in the AL, I have Boston, Cleveland, and Houston winning the divisions, and then I have the wild cards, Toronto and Texas. So then going to the playoff matchups. So first, I have the Nats beating the Giants in the wild card, and I have Toronto beating Texas in the wild card. And that would be so. By my predictions, I have the Cubs with the best record. So the Cubs would play the Nationals. In this series, I had the Cubs beating the Nationals. The Mets would play the Dodgers, and I had the Mets beating the Dodgers. Then, then I'm going to go back. Then I'm going to move on to the, the, the in the American League. I have uh, Boston beating Toronto. I have Boston with the best record, and they're going to beat Toronto. And then I have Houston beating Cleveland, knocking off Cleveland. Then, then I'm going to go in, in crazy. Twisty. I'm going to say the Mets are going to shock everybody and beat the Cubs. I think the Mets are going to beat the Cubs in a thrilling series. Now, obviously it wouldn't be such a shock because the Mets already beat them two years ago, but obviously the Cubs right now are the best team. And that's to easily go to the Cubs a series like that as well. But I'm going to go out and predict the Mets. And it ain't like I'm being a homer this last year. I didn't predict the Mets. So, you know, I just think this year the pitching is going to stay healthy. And I'm watching Harvey right now from 96, so it's a good sign as well. So, in any way, I'm going to say Mets over Cubs. And I'm going to say Boston over Houston in the pennant in the AL Championship Series. So, we're going to have a Mets-Red Sox World Series, a rematch of 86, 31 years later. 
and we're going to have the Mets winning another thrilling World Series against the Boston Red Sox. 31 years later from 86, maybe we'll have another freak play, like a Buckner play, something crazy, and the Mets win a thrilling World Series over the Red Sox. That's Mr. Mojo's prediction. The Mets over the Red Sox in seven games in a thrilling World Series. Okay? So there's some dramatics right there. Now, quickly, I want to do a couple of awards here. I want to do Rookie of the Year. In the National League, I'm going to pick Stansby Swanson for the Braves. I think he's, I think he's a, a, a rising star, and I think uh, I think this year is, is, is he had less, he didn't qualify last year for a bat, so I think he's uh, eligible. So it's 130 at bats, and he had 128, so he just missed it. So Dansby Swanson, I'm going to pick for the National League Rookie of the Year, and I'm going to pick the Benedetto kid from the Red Sox, the outfielder, to win. AL rookie of the year. Two stud, stud young players, so those are my predictions there. Cy Youngs, I'm going to pick, pick Clayton Kershaw in the NL. Just think he's going to be healthy this year and expect big things out of Clayton Kershaw, as always. And then I'm going to pick in the American League, I'm going to pick the Red Sox newly acquired Chris Sale. I think Sale is going to go to, you know, have even a more dominating season on a great, on a good hitting team, and you know, better team, and he's going to have, uh, I just I expect big things out of him. I think uh, you know he's going to get more wins now, so I, I I think he could be looking at a a possible you know a Cy Young there. Then MVPs. Now this one's tough. I'm looking at the NL MVP. I'm going to pick Harper this year. I think Harper's going to bounce back and have a monster year. Although I think there'll be a couple of contenders. I think Brian will be in the mix again. I think Cespedes is going to be in the mix especially if the Mets win the division like I predict. So I, I think I think those guys are definitely going to be in a mix of an MVP. And then uh, in the AL, then this, this one's tough. The AL one's tough. I'm kind of flipping back and forth on it a little. And I'm still, like, still not convinced of which way I want to go with this one. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say, just because I don't have the team, I want to pick a team that's going to make the playoffs to give, the, to give this to. So, I'm going to give it to – I'm going to go out on a limb. Maybe not going on a limb too much, and I'm going to say Mookie Betts to win the AL MVP. How's that sound? I'm flipping around on a couple of guys, but I want to change it up and throw somebody different out there. Like, listen, he finished in the top three last year. So it's not so far-fetched, you know, uh, you know far-fetched of a prediction. So that, that's my, my prediction. Harper and Betts is MVPs, Kershaw. And Sale as Cy Young, Swanson and Benedetto as Rookie of the Year. The Mets, the Cubs, the Dodgers winning the division, and Nats and the Giants, the wild cards, and I have Boston, Cleveland, and Houston winning the division, Toronto and Texas as wild cards. Then I have Nats over the Giants in the wild card, Toronto over Texas, the Mets over the Dodgers, Cubs over Nats, Boston over Toronto, Houston over Cleveland. Mets over the Cubs, Boston over Houston, and then the Mets over the Red Sox in a seven-game series. That goes on Mr. Mojo's predictions for the 2017 baseball season. I'm sure we'll be talking more about that next week. I'm sure with the Met Roundtable crew as well. And uh, we'll go over that with them as well next week, and we'll talk more of that. Plus, I'm going to do my fantasy baseball next week as well, so that'll be fun. My rankings will be right before the season, so that'll be good. I don't have to give out any secrets on the air before my rest of my drafts. But yeah, in all seriousness, next week that'll be done. So a lot going on in the world of baseball. 
as we approach opening day. And, uh, you know, so next week we have a, a lot to talk about as the season will be a day away and uh, we'll be really getting into opening days. And, uh, like I said, we'll be getting more into this, these predictions. I may, we'll see their predictions. We'll, we'll get the predictions in the Met Roundtable crew. And, uh, you know, we'll do some fantasy and, we'll, you know, we'll have a lot of fun with it next week as well. So good talk today with everybody who called in, talking baseball, got to do the predictions, did some college basketball. You know, we did in the beginning of the show. We did uh, obviously today two games: South Carolina plays Florida, and North Carolina, Kentucky. So two two really good games. The see going to join Gonzaga and Oregon in the Final Four. So that that'll be today. And uh, so a lot of a lot going on as we head into uh, April. <clears throat> obviously, opening day, the NFL draft, basketball, hockey, playoffs, March Madness, Final Four. A lot going on in the world of sports and a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks and next week. So it's going to be a, a you know, listen, show's just getting better every week. There's a lot more to talk about. There's always something to talk about. That's the great thing about, you know, sports. There's always updating stories and breaking news. So it's it's always a good time. So I do want to thank everybody for calling in and uh, listening today. It was great. And uh, next week, like I said, more baseball previews, more uh, fantasy previews, and, uh, you know, and definitely we'll be looking at the Final Four, March Madness. Definitely next week I'm going to get to some uh, basketball and hockey, and, uh, you know, I'll definitely be uh, update, looking at the playoff races and as we, as we wind down the seasons, and then we start looking into the playoffs, so that's going to be a lot going on. And we'll be- definitely do some more football next week. And uh, I'm going to put my – I'm going to put the leaders of uh, – the Mojo Bracket Challenge will be on the Mojo page. I'm going to put the leaderboard on there as well. So rather than now it's a little late in the show, so I'm going to just put the leaderboard on, on the, the Mojo page so everybody can see the leaderboard as we uh, head into the final four. You know what? I'll wait till after today's games, and then I'll post it because then we'll have it going into the final four. It'll be a, So that'll be pretty cool. So thanks again, everybody, for calling in and listening today, and I look forward to everybody next week the same. And uh, baseball is back. So everybody should be excited, and uh, I'll see everybody next week. Thanks again.